Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It is going to be an amazing night here tonight. I am so excited to be here. Oh, it's just been this crazy week. You know, it's it's weird. The the world's changing. The seasons are changing. Everything's, yeah. Everything just feels so live wired right now. You know, every, everything's just it's it's white noise everywhere. Uh, things are changing. It's crazy. But uh, so I'm, I'm expecting to. You know, I know that we'll be hearing about some of that and some of the poetry we've got coming up. But yeah, it's nice to be able to sit down and just slow down and take a breath and hang out with you guys tonight. Yeah, this is this is this is my my plug in to awesomeness time. So, yeah, glad I'm here. Welcome. I want to give you the phone number real quick in case you'd like to call in and read tonight. That is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Have some announcements to go over real quick before we get started. If you are interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, you can shoot me a message. Probably the easiest way would be uh, on Facebook. If you're not on my uh, contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, and let me know what you want to put together. These workshops can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. They can be uh, done live if you want audience participation. You can pre-record them either through me. I can help you do that. Or you can pre-record them on your computer and send them in to me. Or we can do a combination of live. I could play a track, you know, your your recorded part of it first, and then we could come on live and, and take questions if you want to do something like that. So, Just think about what you want to do and uh, let me know. Remember, you don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. We all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. So it's just a way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time sharing inspiration uh, together than we do sometimes on the show where we're getting through all the callers. So lots of fun. We have some really cool ones coming up. And uh, if you want to put one on, let me know. Next, this is really important, and I'm going to take a minute on this. I want to thank our sponsors for the show. We are at the end of our 2019 broadcasting year, and I want to thank everybody who helped sponsor the show last year and helped cover our licensing fees for the for the year. And that's James Wansapian, Sean Gullickson, Rosalind Prentice, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Mangus Khan, Ronald P. Bremner, Terry Galloway, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Uma Punch Pally, Christy Doherty, Julie Vargas, and Michael W. Inks. I want to thank all of you for helping cover last year on behalf of not just myself, but the entire community. We love you guys. Now, 
with that said, we do have a fundraiser going for the show this year. And I want to, we are at right now, let me pull it up, get the, the latest total. Dun, 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 dun. I should have like exciting drum roll music here or something. Um, right now we are sitting at 295 uh, of 1,200. Now, when I first started this fundraiser, let me kind of explain to you what's going on with that. Broadcasting licenses is usually um, the $1,200 a year. But this year, Blog Talk Radio raised their fees. And so for us to keep our three-hour show, it would be $2,490 for the what we're paying for right now, what we're doing right now. Or we can drop down to a two-hour show and stay at the, the, do the twelve hundred for the year and be able to stay on the air with our broadcasting license at a two hour show. So I'm really pushing for at least that twelve hundred so that we can at least stay on the air with you and and you know we're gonna lose an hour but we'll figure out a way to, we'll figure out a way around that. Um, but so I just want to let you know that's up and running right now. And I want to thank the people who have sponsored so far who've helped raise this. You know I had one gal tell me, you know, I'm sorry, I, you know, I can only give $5. And it's like, you know, the story of the penny doubling, you know, it, it's, and you'll have to look up that story. I'm not going to tell that story, but you know, there, we have, we have over a million listeners, you know, so a penny doubling. Yeah. And I just, I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody who's, who's, you know, we've been on the air forever and the community that we've built here, you know, the things that I've seen you guys do together, the just everything. I'm just, it's incredible. Anyway, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of you. I don't know where I was going with that, but anyway, <laughs> I want to thank the people who have uh, stepped up this year so far and helped raise. We've got the uh, 295 and 1200. Uh, but we have, I'm, I'm scrolling down, Maddie Gullickson. I want to thank you, Eric Sheldman, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick Clark, Raymond Bentley, Noreen Snyder, and Rachel Ward. I want to thank all of you so far for pitching in and helping sponsor our 2020 year. I know it's going to be fantastic. And so on behalf of all of us, thank you. We do have that fundraiser up. It's up on my Facebook page. If you are not part of my Facebook page, once again, you can find me under Nyla. First name, Nyla, N-Y-L-A. Last name, Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. And uh, we can get you hooked up with that. Now, the next thing I want to do. So everybody needs to have uh, paper and pencil in front of them. Okay? And, I, you know, I have paper and pencil. I, I'm just a paper pencil. Paper and pencil. <laughs> or a pen. Um, I actually don't write in pencil because you can erase it. And I don't want to erase. I just write in ink and scratch out. Um, but have your pen and paper in front of you so that you can write these down. I'm going to give you some writing prompts and the such, uh, the like. But I, I want you to be able to, you know, write them down as we go and then, you know, work on them over the week. But if you uh, miss them, just want to let you know that, if, you know, if you don't have to write these down on right at the moment, you can come back and listen to the show in the archives and, you know, stop and pause and play the show as you write down the prompts if you'd like to do it that way. Uh, but I'm going to go through some things. We always do that at the beginning of every show, so if you get stuck one night and you don't know what to write about, just open up one of our archive shows. Within the first 15 minutes, you'll you'll get some prompts and things. 
So I'm going to start first with our uh, journal assignments. Okay, everybody should have, again, paper and pencil. This is a journal. On, on your journal assignments, at least, you have to use a pen and paper. It can be a spiral notebook. It can be an actual journal. I don't care. But I want your drag, the drag of your hand across the paper. I want the scratch of the pen. I want that you think differently, you write differently when you're writing by hand. Uh, so th th that's really important. So your journal assignment, um, journal assignments, assignments are meant one-on-one -on -one time with your brain. Okay, so this is just person. The stuff that you write in here, no one will ever see but you. This is just, you know, this is brain on brain stuff. I gave you a journal assignment for the entire year, and that is to go out and every day, and your year can start right now. It doesn't matter. Every day, go out and find something that's worth 17 syllables. Look for something in your everyday life. You know, the, the gum stuck underneath the park bench running away with the paper of the star, Starbucks cup. You know, whatever it is, look around you in your world and find something worth 17 syllables. And every single day in your journal, just write a haiku. Write a haiku. All right, every single day. The cool part about this is, is that it makes you think about those little things. You know, it doesn't make you, when your brain says, I have to write a poem and you're thinking of this big mammoth thing on, mammoth thing on the paper, and that can be just kind of intimidating. But if you do these little poetry hiccups every day, you'll be amazed what comes from them. So yeah, look around in your day, every day, and find something worth 17 syllables. Now, your journal assignment for the week. We're just, we're doing ramblings. And what I want you to do is, this is your line starter. And so you write this line at the top of your journal page, just blank page, write this line, and then just keep going. Write it and then keep going. Wherever your brain goes, whatever you think, you know, I don't care if it, you end up, you know, talking about Frankie and Grace episode you saw on Netflix last night. All right, just start writing and go wherever it takes your grocery list. I don't care. But just ramble, just free write. Don't think. All right, 10 minutes at least. So you're, what I want you to do, pen at the top of the page and write down the line. Now you don't write now, you write it later. <laughs> but I want you to write your write this down so you can write it later. <laughs> um, so at the top of your page, you'll write the line, what the hell was that all about? And then just keep going. Wherever that line takes, you just, yep, out. So yeah, what the hell was that all about? Yeah, just one-on-one -on -one time, intimate time with your brain and your muse. You know, it's a, it's a place, your journal place, you can just write anything, scopes, write whatever, and go, yeah. What the hell was that all about? <laughs> That's your idea starter for your ramblings. Now, next we're going to go over your writing exercises. And writing exercises are different than write, journal assignments because a journal assignment is that 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 one-on-one -on -one connected I, I see you time with your muse, you know, your real intimate time where you just, you know, crawl inside yourself. Your exercises are meant to make, to, to have you put on the sweats and go out there and pump some muscles and stretch and, and pull and, and, you know, go out of your comfort zone. So it's kind of the fun, the contrast is kind of fun. Your writing exercise that I gave you for the entire year, I just want to keep reminding you of that, is to surprise yourself to do things unexpected. 
and, and, and once a week, you have to do this once, intentionally do this, make a conscious effort to do this once a week. Do something you've never done before. Put yourself in a situation you've never been in. You know, instead of, instead of going over and sitting at your desk and eating lunch, walk outside and sit on the park bench or the bus bench and eat lunch. Experience something new. Some, only by having that stimulus of that input are we going to be able to have better and fuller output. If you never put anything new in, nothing new is ever going to come back out. So make a conscious effort at least once a week. I don't care if it's 10 minutes. I don't care if it's a whole weekend. Do something you normally wouldn't do. Go to a play. Go to a basketball game. Well, maybe not right now. Maybe like watch it with a one of those drones. That defeats purpose. But maybe not. That would be an experience. <laughs> Um, so anyway, do something that surprises yourself. Do something to surprise yourself. For the week, your writing exercises have been, we've, we're writing two scenarios. And this is a way that you, uh, you kind of climb out of your brain. Instead of, instead, of sitting down to, instead of sitting down to write a poem and, and giving you a prompt, and I want you to write about free write about a scenario. And with this, I'm kind of steering you away from writing poetry. Um, instead, I want you to write this in a freeform writing style or maybe a story or prose or, you know, anything like that that comes out of your pen. Just don't, not a poem. And it's simply to get you, this is to get you to explore a new idea or way of writing or something you would not write, have not, maybe wouldn't have written about before uh, without having to put yourself in the constraints of the poetic boundaries we put ourselves in. You know, like I, I said last week, writing outside of our label. You know, we labor ourselves as a poet, and so we think every time we sit down and write, we have to write a poem. But that's not it. We're not just poets. We are writers. And so I really like to have people explore this unconst- because when we, when we write poetry, we're really putting a girdle on ourselves. You know, and as we, we lean more towards a style of poetry, those cinches get tightened up just a little bit more. And pretty soon we're in this little place that we believe this is what we are, but that's, we are so much more than that. You know, and so I want you to take the knife and rip, throw away that girdle and let everything go where it goes and have fun. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> that was a horrible visual. I'll see what happens when I start talking. But it's just, it's a way to just not confine yourself to thinking you have to write like you always do and just have fun with it. When you do that, you give yourself the permission to make messy with your words. And that's when the magic happens. That's when you find your true voice. Okay. So writing to a scenario, anything but a poem, spit it out and sort it out later after you're done writing it. The scenario that I want you to write to this week is, and you can write this at the top of your page if you'd like on a new page. I want you to write some, write about someone who can pause time. Write about someone who can pause time. And you see, see how that's different from a prompt. A prompt would be like the, the broken window. That's a, a concrete object. That's a, you know, but this is, this is, a situation. This is, 
Yeah, it's different. So it makes your brain think different when you do this. And it's fun. I hope you guys have fun doing these. Um, this one especially. How many different directions could you take that? What could you do? What could, If you could pause time, think of all the different scenarios you could come up with for that. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. The scenario this week is write about someone who can pause time and have fun with it. You know, sit down before we, if you want and kind of pick apart and, and, you know, write down some of those different ideas of what you could do and then pick one and run with it and, and have fun. This kind of leads us into our new prompt that we're do- we just started doing. And this is your exercise part two. And, and this, is to, this is to remind you to look at the world with a thousand eyes. You know, everybody has written a, a poem about an apple tree. But how do you write a poem about an apple tree different than everyone else's? How do you do that? Do that by looking at the world through a thousand eyes. At every direction, at every facet of light shining through, at, at every cut edge, you know, uh, on every level, you're, you're looking at it and you're able to write it with that depth. So I want this, this really helps you, this exercise really helps you remind yourself how to do that. And in doing that, it's really going to enhance the way that you write. So I want you to write our pick apart prompt. I want you to write it at the top of the page. And then instead of writing a poem, I want you to write all the things that that prompt could be. You know, there's, there's, uh, you start, when you, when you say something like, um, there's always these knee jerk reactions and, and we see the, in, the easy images our minds create when we when we see or hear, hear or smell or touch something like you know the smell of bread we think of home uh, we see a carnival we think of youth or first kiss or cotton candy but if we wrote carnival at the top of the page and wrote youth and first kiss and cotton candy those first knee jerk reactions that we grab a hold of when we hear a prompt if we went beyond those and made ourselves slow down and look a little deeper what else would be there Clowns. I hate clowns. <laughs> you know, um, caravans, or, or you know, just all how the how deep can you take that subject? And then you're going to find something down there at the bottom. It's going to be so unexpected. It's unexpected to yourself as well. And you're going to grab it, and you're just going to start writing to it. And that's how you write something by by reaching way down deep inside your subject. That's where you're going to find that place where you can write that poem that stands out from the rest of them, those surprising things. So well, that's a long way to explain, <laughs> explain you know, why, why I want you to write this, why, why you should do this. <laughs> okay, so anyway, I want you to write the prompt at the top of the page and then start a list of all the different thoughts or ideas or directions you could take that prompt. All the things it could stand for or be a metaphor of, you know, all the faces it could have, and uh, just write them down and go for there, from there. Um, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be amazed what you find in there. So the prompt that we have is, where did I write it? Oh, there it is. <laughs> 
Oh, it was, I, I put it in blue. I have everything color-coded to keep me in track. And I, I messed, see what happens when something's not in sequence like it should be. So your pick-apart prompt this week, write the, write the prompt down, and then write all the things that that prompt could be instead of writing to the prompt, is hidden shoebox. Hidden shoebox. How many different things could you write about a hidden shoebox? All right, have fun with that. Now, these now that I've had you, you know, just sit and chill out with your brain, and then I made you go out and run a mile in your brain, now we're going to make you get to work. <laughs> prompts. Now that I've had you not writing poems, I'm making you sit down and write a poem. Now, your prompts, those are like seeds I'm planting. And if they grow into something, awesome. But they have to be the title of your piece. It has to be a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem. The thing that those all three had in common was poem. So yes, this should grow into a poem. <laughs> I'm gonna give you three of them, so mark your paper one through three. The first poetry prompt is, in my solitude. In my solitude. Number two, social distancing. Social distancing. And number three, stuck in the middle. Doing three, because one of us, cough, cough, we all know who that is, started taking all of them, you know, these are all individual things, but they started putting them all together and they're making just one. And so, and so that he did all of his assignments in, in one assignment. And so I'm thinking, hmm, well, that must be too easy. So I'm going to have to shake this up a little. So now you guys have three prompts a week. That's why. And you know, you know who we can thank for that. <laughs> so yes again these should grow into a poem be the title, a line in or the concept of first one, in my solitude second, social distancing and third, stuck in the middle now lastly we are doing a that's my line borrowed poetry prompt now these lines are either from books that you guys have sent me and I have your books and I go through them or someone who's read a poem on last week's show I'll borrow a line from somebody. So either a line out of one of your books or a line from something that somebody read on the show last week. And that will be our prompt. So it's, uh, that's my line, borrowed poetry prompt. The line we're going to use tonight is, you are the lover. How many different directions could you take that? You are the lover. And that is a prompt from Leah Fortier. And so there you go. That's it. That's all your homework. <laughs> Did you get all of it? Remember, you can come back at the end of the show. You can come back and listen to the archives and write those down at your convenience. So that will be awesomeness. Now, next, we always start and we end every episode with an audio track. And if you are a recording artist and you would like to have your piece played on the show, you can email those to me at, the word that is in the email title, T-H-E, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. That's thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. And I actually, it was really funny. I actually found, uh, the Soldier Blue sent one in that I've been trying to figure out how to, uh, it's in a format that I can't get to it's an mp4 i'm trying to figure out how i can convert this so i can get it on the show and then i was going through jim hart just sweetheart uh 
sent me uh, his audio book, his uh, online books to to check out. And um, he asked me if I'd gotten them yet. I went to check my email, and I checked the wrong email. He'd sent him to the other one. But I checked it, and, and I found, and I, so I searched his name thinking, okay, I've got so much email in this thing. It's going to be easier than trying to scroll through. And it pulled up a piece that he sent me back like over a year ago, an audio track to play. So I'm trying to figure out that one to get that one on for him, and we'll surprise him with it. Unless, of course, he's online listening to me right now. But if he's not, no one tell him, shh, it's not like we're telling the whole world. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, we're, gonna, we're going to play an audio track. Now, the piece that I'm playing right now is kind of an odd file. It looks funny to me. Um, I've not listened to it yet. So this actually may have her advertise, an advertisement at the beginning of it because I'm not sure which file she sent me. So, or it's not going to, for, I'm not sure. Anyway, the <laughs> I'm all confused now. The piece that I'm going to play is by Sabrina Benham, and it's called How to Unfold a Memory. Here we go. A wink and a crooked smile. Chorus of cracking knuckles, a concert of injuries. The fireflies, bats, June bugs, and I, we all saw you watching. The crickets chirped grateful for the angels' share, like, God damn, this air tastes delicious. Speaking of bourbon, Kentucky was barrels on barrels. An old-fashioned, yes please, cornmeal fried catfish. Clocks with Roman numerals and the street lamps, ugh. The street lamps wrap around porches, the porch swings, the American flag. Look, I know, there is nothing romantic about colonialism. But there was something about that architecture, right? That whispered, sticky, sweet nothing, and I was stuck in the roundabout. I was inside looking out finally. See, I had been going in circles, swallowing words dizzy. I had to lie down before the church at midnight. I had to lay time flat and still the treetops. Fireflies, bats. June bugs and I, we all stood watching the ghost ships of light sail the sea sky. Silent treatment. The fantastic devastation of unwanted silence, that heavy slink, how it hangs with purpose, the mean, easy. My tongue is well-trained in the sit still. It's my hands that can't keep a secret. My legs too eager to run into the music, so I went looking for our bridge to burn. And a riverbank to drown the flames, to stifle the heat. Kentucky was hot. All barefoot blue flame. And I wouldn't see, I could see the music. But the music could see me. Bare bone wind chime. Bare skin dunked in full moon feelings. Swimming pool daydreams. The sticky hands of lust. Tiptoeing earthquake. How it was always, but never the right time. One might have found me akin to a scoop of ice cream atop soda pop bubbles, light as air without care for the impending melt. I plucked a daisy in Kentucky. It told me that you loved me, so I left your love there. There in the dancing around, dancing through, dancing on the spot where I buried my expectations and the wanting of it all. You know the truth hurts less when it is not parading around in front of us. Love the great and handsome, terrible beast traced me back to it by a trail of smoke. See, I only doused myself in gasoline when you handed me that match because I was tired of being a metaphor. 
I mean, why is it always about burning? We never did find that bridge. Never burnt it down. In Kentucky, there is a pile of bricks I could not use to measure the space between us. I don't bother trying to do that anymore. There's this condition called the rapture of the deep. It's when a deep sea diver spends too much time at the bottom of the ocean and cannot tell which way is up. You have always been asleep in a different bed in the same room. Kentucky felt like impossible nostalgia. And I saw you looking back. That's it. I remember, I saw you looking back because I was looking forward. And my jaw was a clenched fist I could not throw because the truth hurts loudest when you toss it around. And the echo, the echo is what drives girls like me mad with remembering. That was awesome. I absolutely love that piece by her. That's Sabrina Benjamin. You can check that out. In fact, you can find her, uh, Google her on YouTube or, ch- or search her under YouTube, and you can find quite a bit of her work. She's absolutely amazing. All right. With that said, we are going to get to our callers. I want to give you the number again if you would like to call in. It is 646 646- Five nine five three nine six five. That's six four six five nine five three nine six five. If you'd like to call in and read, if you are on hold, remember that we do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code five four zero is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure to introduce yourself. That's vitally important. First of all, you know, even though I may know who you are, there's going to be people listening tonight that don't, and you know, people who are going to be listening to this archive, you know, 10 years, we've been on the air for, this is our 14th year on the air. You know, there's people that's going to listen to a show from 14 years ago, and there's going to be this poem, and no one's going to know who was reading it. And it's like, oh, it just changed the universe, and and it's anonymous. (laughs) So please, you know, make sure that you make sure that you let me know who you are, and let everyone know who you are, and, um, you always, the other reason is you always want to have your name attached to your work. You don't want to send your poems out there into the world without your name on it. And it's like signing it. You know, you wouldn't publish it in the newspaper anonymously, would you? So, yeah, make sure you introduce yourself. Very, very, very important. Next, you can read. Let me take a look at the lines right now. Um, okay. So, right now, you can read two poems, two normal poems, not two super long ones. You can read one, like, long one or are two normal ones. Uh, The lines are a little bit busy, but we're good right now. If it gets too busy tonight and we have to cut that to reading just one poem, I will let you know if that happens on your call. I am truly sorry, but if the lines get too busy and we and to make sure that we get everyone on and we have to cut that down to one, then uh, I'll let you know. Right now you're good at, at two normal ones. When you are done reading, please make sure that you give out your URL. It's important that people are able to come find you and get to know you and your work better. And then please remember that we have a mature rated, rating. So you're bound to hear just about anything, and you probably will, with the exception of hardcore erotica. No tab A into slot B, no bumping body parts. You know, other than that, you know, don't get too graphic, and we're good to go. I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers so you know if you're coming up fairly quickly in the lineup. Our first caller, as I said, was 540, followed by 718, and then 931. 
You are our first three callers. I do want to let area code uh, 971 know that you are not in the lineup, 971. If you want to come on and read tonight, please press 1. If you're here just listening, appreciate it. Appreciate you being here. If you change your mind at any time, press 1, and that will put you in the queue so I can bring you on. All right, with that said, without further ado, let's go ahead and grab 540. Welcome to the show. Hey, it's Phil Church down in Virginia. How are you, my dear? Oh, uh, fair to Midland, doing okay. How about yourself? I'm doing absolutely awesome. Are you uh, staying in solitude down there? <laughs> yes, I'm not. Well, you know what, though? I've, I've been uh, uh, <laughs> uh, sheltering in place and uh, and all for like five years now. <laughs> This is, I've been self-quarantined for uh, half a decade, so this, this is nothing new to me. <laughs> and I was laughing, social distancing. I I, I do that well. I, in fact, I posted on my page the other day this video of a cliff face that I go out to in the middle of freaking God knows where to hunt fossils because I, I like paleontology. And so I, I go out there all by myself in the middle of nowhere for, you know, a week or so, a week to two weeks at a time, and just sit there and look at rocks. <laughs> I'll find my lonesome. So I'm good at that. It's like you know what? I have to. I have to stay away from people. Road trip. <laughs> oh well. So yeah, no, we've been training a, for this, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. What, what was it? Hunter Thompson said when the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh, so, uh, well, uh, I'm only going to read one poem tonight. Uh, I, I had two picked out, but the second one I was just looking at it, it's really, really long, so I'm not going to do that one. But uh, uh, I seemed like there was something else I was wanting to tell you about. I can't think of what it is now. So, hmm. oh well. <laughs> Oh, Did it is, have uh, to do with uh, a book or a calendar or a map oh or a pen or? Uh, well, I can't. It's not none of that's jogging my memory. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I guess the thing to you know, uh, I've got a little bit of a uh, an ability to do so is is uh, you know uh, I did this on Facebook the other day and uh, you know for what it's worth you know, to whomever, but, uh, you know, I really want to send my, my light, my, my love and, and, and my peace, uh, out to, to any and all, you know, and, uh, just, you know, uh, these are scary times. So, uh, you know, close your eyes and take a few deep breaths and just receive it and know that, you know, uh, you know, uh, there's, uh, we can still love each other and we can still, uh, be at peace with each other and, and be uh, uh, lights for each other. And I think that uh, these are some tough times and we're not going to see the best side of people, I'm afraid. But uh, that's uh, especially for poets, writers and all. I think we kind of, you know, that's kind of a, a, a duty for us that uh, we're, we're to kind of reach out and bring some comfort and delight and, and uh, you know, if nothing else, a little distraction. <laughs> and other people you know, and that's that's one of the things that's so amazing about this venue 
Philip, is here we all get, we're gathered. People from all over the world are gathered here tonight, hanging out together. But it's totally safe. Totally safe, yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's something that we, uh, you know, we, we should uh, treasure. You know, treasure our, each other. Because mm-hmm. in the end, that's really going to matter, you know. But the, with all that said, I wanted, this is a, uh, an octave stanza that I wrote a long time ago when I was uh, experimenting with Sejura. So I actually have a, uh, it's called The Past. An octave stanza with Sejura. Here we go. Now, dread not the morrow. Just live the life of du jour. Learn what mistakes have to teach. No lessons disavow. And tread not in sorrow. Because yesterday's gone for sure. Our past lives are out of reach. Live in the here and now. What's past accomplished don't strive at living to foment. Though begrudge might be so vast, understanding I implore. What's done is finished. We're only given this moment. And please don't judge me by my past. I don't live there anymore. In poem. Oh, that last line was kicker. That was awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. So, uh, more word, words of wisdom from Philip Church. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's the only one I want to do tonight. So uh, I'll get on out of here and let some other folks have a chance at it. But, you know, you all can find me on Facebook and hit me up with a friend request. Or if you want to look at some of the stuff I've written. I don't just do poetry. I've, I've written some, like, spooky history of, you know, uh, the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, I've got books like that. And i got a murder mystery book out. So, so just search me on Amazon, Philip Kent, K-E-N-T, Church, and all that should pop up for you. What is it you guys have out there? I forgot, like the Swamp Booger or something like that? <laughs> Wood Boogers. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, we got the I know we got it's something. coming up for years down here. <laughs> if you guys don't know what that is, you need to get his book and read about it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The wood boogers. Beware of the wood boogers. So. <laughs> the wood boogers. <laughs> it just conjures oh. like this amazing, amazing imagery. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> Philip, great job tonight, my love. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, hopefully we'll be uh, just talking to you next week. <laughs> I know we will. Thank you, honey. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. If you want to read another one, just jump back up in the lineup, okay, if you want to read another one later? Uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. All right, babe. <laughs> thank you. All right. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Our next caller comes from area code 718. 718, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. How are you? I am well, awesome, alert. This is Jim Hart, and I was listening. Hi. I forgot <laughs> what I was saying, so we're good. Oh, okay. Then I won't bring it up. <laughs> I really do forget what I was talking about. I remember talking about you. I don't remember what I was talking about. So, that, you know, that was 10 minutes ago. We're gone. Oh, yeah. That's nine minutes past remembrance. <laughs> I have two very short poems tonight. Uh, the first one is Out of Focus. She wanted to project herself on me, 
as if I were a six-foot-tall motion picture screen and our life had been pre-scripted by some high-priced Hollywood talent. The trouble was, I was a black-and-white 40s film noir, and she was a bright, technicolor bitch. End of piece. <laughs> oh, the clash, the lightning, the thunder clap at the end of that piece was awesome. Uh, second one is pink oil mammography. She stared at the paintings hung on the walls, trying to see past the canvas and oil to the man, palette in hand, stealing glances at his naked model, more concerned with capturing her spirit than her body. She takes a step back, finally recognizing herself by the slightly larger left breast captured to perfection, which she has been daily monitoring in her bathroom mirror for months and realizes at that very instant that the lump is non-imagined. End of piece. Wow. Wow. That I, I I will shoot you a message after the show and and with my comments on that piece. Okay. But it was I phenomenal. I will be looking for it. Uh, <clears throat> you can see me on Facebook, just Jim Hart, or uh, jimhartpoet.com on a website. And also, I have two poetry books and two detective novels, which you can get at uh, Amazon.com or Smashwords or Kobo or just about any of those downloadable sites. And make sure that you guys check them out. Sweetheart, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Have a good evening. Beautiful pieces, both of us. (laughs) You too, sweetie. Thank you. All right, bye. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, I I just had a. I can't I I can't say anything. Ah, okay. So our next caller. <laughs> I got lost there for a minute. Our next caller, area code nine three one. I'm going to go ahead and give the next couple so you know where you are. We have nine three one who's going to be with us next, then two one nine, and then eight one five. All right, nine three one. Are you with me? I am. Good evening, Nyla. Good evening. This is um, Lydia Cook, um, born to write the poet. How are you? I am doing wonderful, sweetheart. How are you doing? I am blessed. No matter what's going on, still blessed. And um, that poem, the gentleman that just went off, so that poem, that breast, um, that was a beautiful piece. That was a beautiful piece. Yeah. That was phenomenal. I had a uh, girlfriend transition. Um, we used to be really close back in the day, and she died from breast cancer. So, yeah, um, that was surreal. But I'm not going to be before you long. It's good to be here. Miss hearing your voice. You've always reminded me of, um, do you remember Delilah? Are you old enough to remember Delilah, uh, the radio host? Um, but you remember, yeah, she's, I'm telling my age there, but she, it was a nationally and internationally syndicated talk show. 
um, called The Evening with Delilah. She wrote books and all that, but she was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to share two pieces. I have one called, they're really short. One is called Blessed by the Cornerstone, um, and the other one is called Defusing Anxiety, whenever you're ready. Please start when you're when you're good. All right. Um, this is a uh, Defusing Anxiety. Underneath the sunlight, you are there. Wherever I go, you are there. I can't get away from you, even though I used to run miles and miles from you, treading thoughts and memories, trying to escape like vertical landscapes in my mind, but you were always there. In the midnight hour, I realized how you cared. And when suicidal thoughts became actions of intent, bombarding my mind and occupying my time, I realized that this creator that I used to deny that you really are there. I'm so grateful that you stepped in right on time. The clock never ends with you. You don't care how popular I am or what kind of shoes I have on my feet or what type of vehicle I drive or anything I've been through. You are there. So you never let go. And so neither will I. And dear God, I thank you. And now grant me the same compassion and love to share you with others, old lovers and sisters and brothers. And I don't care if they call me crazy, even though we may have once laid together under covers. Hey, we're all grown. After all, this is poetry. But you were there. So I thank you for giving to me so freely. And continue to share with me the words described as I always want to tell the Anybody can tell you that knows me, I will never lie within the ramifications of the paper. I still love the pen. I can go back into my childhood, and they were both my best friends. And so you were there. I thank you for never trading me like stocks and bonds that are now crashing. Now men are understanding when they used to be laughing that see, being poor can knock on anybody's door. Ah, but I trade nothing for you. I trade nothing for you. I'm thankful that you were there and that you are here because you are forever. You were then and you are now and you always will be. And again, it doesn't matter who chatterboxes at me because I know how lost and how bound I was. And, oh, dear Lord, I thank you now. Flat out bottom line is because I'm free. And because I'm free, I can now share you in my new age poetry. Yeah, thank you because you, you're here. And that's that piece. Um, the next one is called Blessed by the Cornerstone Himself. Blessed by the cornerstone himself. Extra, extra, read all about it. CNN, ABC, Fox News, it's everywhere. Pandemic is in the air. But as for me and my house, it may look like I don't care, but I'm just grateful to the most high that now, 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 today, the stress is no longer there. So, dear Lord, I thank you for the helmet of salvation, and I Thank you for gracing my mind and my heart and keeping me embodied with patience. See, in this world, you'll go crazy and you could potentially grow cold. I used to hear the people when I was a child, yeah, they used to call them the crazy old saints of old. But see, now as I grow in you and I learn your will and your way, I don't care what anybody says. I have seen miraculous things take place. 
because I believed you and I prayed and I couldn't will it into existence because I'm not that strong. I used to try to do that in love and it never lasts very long. So as for me and my house and for me and my mind, I'm going to give you the glory no matter where I am, the space of the time. See, I'm blessed by the best and it's not a cliche. I used to suffer with so much mental depression and anxiety throughout of many of my days. So I'm blessed today. While some are fighting over toilet paper, whatever that's about, I'm still blessed today. I'm refusing to involve myself with any intentional sinful mess, blessed with the righteousness of your beautiful blessed vest. I'm blessed with no anxiety about this world nor the problems that lie herein. See, my hope is built on something more solid than even poetry. I hate to say it, or family and friends, but my hope is in something that I cannot see, but it is a force that I can surely feel, and I know what feelings feel like because I've done my share of playing games when I was younger, and I've dealt with so many that didn't keep it real. And so honesty lives in my pen because it's been my friend, and I am blessed by you because you gave me new love. And, and so if you've never been through these changes, you may not know what I speak about, but I don't care who you are or where you're from. We have all had troubles and pain that has stricken our heart and potentially ran from our mouth. But I can say that I'm blessed today. I'm grateful that you love me. I'm grateful that you hold me. See, I'm blessed with your sword. I don't have to fight or curse anymore. I'm blessed with your love. I don't have to look in the wrong places and believe shady places. No, you because we all know that lies come in many different forms and fashion. But I'm blessed by the best. And it's not a cliche. I have the blood of the lamb, and I'm free today. So your power, it gives me a spirit of love and of a sound mind. See, I'm redeemed by my father, and I know what it feels to be lost, stuck, rotating in a gerbil's wheel like I'm in the hands of time over and over and over again and looking for remedies and, again, family and so-called friends. But here's the deal. I found something that was so wonderful, so authentic, so real. Yeah. I don't have to live with drama. I don't have to live with defeat. I don't have to have doubt and worry because now your peace treads my feet. And if you've never been down this road, don't knock it before you try it. But even if you knock it, it doesn't matter who is selling it. If it's not about the most high, I'm just not going to buy it because I've tried it for myself and new liberty I found. See, I'm blessed by the most high, and I'm so grateful that he's around. And that's that piece. Absolutely fantastic. So much strength beauty in that amazing sweetheart thank you so much thank you for what you do and um, I'll be back when I can and I will be praying about your situation that you don't have to speak about because the soul knows you know yeah Indeed. thank you God bless you Mm-hmm. <laughs> you too, sweetheart. And it was it was absolute thrill to have you on tonight. And any time that you can find time to get here, and you know, any time you make your way here, it's just appreciate it and appreciate you. Just such a fan. Thank you. Likewise, likewise, baby. All right, and we'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Okay. Thank you, dear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. All right. 
next caller comes from area code oh, issues here. Area code eight one five. Eight one five, you're on the air. Good evening, Nala, and happy Thursday with Gina Storm. Hey, Miss Storm, how are you, my love? I'm fine, happy to be here. I'm an introvert, so this works for me. <laughs> I know, right? I always say I'm the biggest Yeah, I'm not suffering. I'm I'm the most extroverted <laughs> introvert I know. Because I'm so out there all the time, I'm really not. You know, I'm I'm like a hermit. <laughs> so this is perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't have it to is. cancel plans that I never that I never made. So <laughs> um, I'm going to have to split my piece and go. I'm not going to do two, and I didn't bring King's Cadence because we're actually hosting in eight minutes. So I'm just going to split my piece and go if you don't mind. Okay. I just needed a mic. Um, I'm going to title this freestyle. Check on your strong friend. Every now and then, we all need somebody to check on us. I know I'm one of those people. I have a list. You know, there's a cousin, a friend, an associate, someone I used to work with, a parent of a child I used to babysit. You know what I'm talking about. The people, your circle, your group, your tribe, the people who are instrumental in the reason that you're alive, all of the loved ones that touch you near and far on each other all the time, I'm sure. But right now, while we're going through something that we don't understand, and there's all kinds of scare tactics going throughout the land. People are hoarding things that we normally would buy in reasonable quantities. And if you're like me, you're an introvert, being quarantined is not a punishment. You look forward to it, you see. I enjoy my solace and living by myself in my own space, even though my mom and I occupy this place. It's a beautiful thing to have loved ones around, and if it's a necessity, you always have someone to hug. But there are strong people out here who are giving so much and share so much love. They're being trained in a major way. So check on your strong friends, people. Their needs, they may not say. They may not even act that way. They may seem to have this outer strength that's so amazing, they cannot be penetrated. Trust me, because I'm one of them. We, strong people, there's one in your life. Make sure they're okay, and they'll appreciate you. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me. That was my piece. That was incredible, sweetheart. Tell everyone how they can find you, love. <laughs> All right. I can be found at Gina with an E, storm-like inclement weather, at Facebook, on my personal page, Facebook, on my spoken word freestyle page, at Regina Brooks, on Instagram, at Regina Brooks 7, on Twitter, on YouTube, at Storm's Cadence, on the Storm Cadence page with my partner in pen and love, King's Cadence. That's our dual poetry page as well. And in hmm, five minutes, I will be hosting at the Presidential Suite at Drip the Mic. So if you get a chance, come by and blaze my mic as well. If not, I'll see you next week because I'm going to be doing it to repeat. Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> Appreciate you, baby. That was great. Absolutely love you. All right. Our next caller. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three so you kind of have an idea. We have 573-609 and 252. All right. Yeah, still looking at the line. We're good. All right. So next caller. Dun, dun, dun. 573, you're on the air. Hi, good evening. Hi, Sin. How you doing, love? 
Rose from my grave did I. Rose from my grave. <laughs> so. Well, I'm glad this is, this is the first place you came. Yeah, actually it is. Well, no, I, 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 I this week, yes it is. Um, I got out. That was the correct I answer. I, well, I was in the, I was in the house. I was in the hospital for ten days, so I'm still getting my feet below me. Everything's fine. I'm great. And let's get to it with a pun. Winter's mourn when you're ready. Here's my whole but part of breathing. Atop frozen peaks and winter's coolest hours. This storm approaching from time boating. White as gray scale in the stephanie atmosphere. Chilled to. The bone as her life's fading, broken moments in a place of historic melodies, tortured by unrelenting waves of remembering, isolated and losing buoyancy in Scotch rock invasions. I can't quell this well. My eyes are breaching. Though flashbulb moments are joyous rendezvous, little comfort is found in such prolific atrophy. A cataphract, this cabin of chaotic epitaphs teeming, spilling kaleidoscope derisions of broken loves fleeting. How could you taint this once secluded haven with malice? Thrills of unadulterated tryst, intoxicated misogyny. Was it not enough to harness the untamed, jaded love in me? That which you, you, you straddled rather mercilessly, stepping out in spring's dew, screaming and racing away in some quest to embrace your deceit passionately. Even this quiet sanctuary has eyes that see through deception. You dumb harlot, this place was mine long before you. I can drive felonious incursions like a stealth fighter high. You thought your invasions would escape me? Sickened by the visions through clipped curtain, foggy glass, those grimy hands of his, your heinous act so falling, like a silent predator of the dusk long gone and stars flicker. Not a clue, just sleeping as my hunt. The silver reflects so eyes die or gleam. Quite unaware, so that crimson form wet fell upon your body. Hesitant, your reaction is that he went limp, game counted. Oh, push, precious game, followed by a scream. I'm in shock. I'll never forget that look on you. One of the fierce threats, too late to beat the fox lost the stage. One of the things about this is so damn much of it. In your room, you and him, I am high. I'm marked. The love I have is real. Broken up. And Palm? <laughs> Having a little hard time hearing you. Oh, uh, are you? Sorry. Yeah. Let's go to and so it is. We'll make this one you can hear it. Okay. There you are. Point. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. And so it is. There's little point to the trivial redundancy dribble sputtered inside rotating idiocracy. How's the wet's not going to be slippery now? It may not be rain, but damn, it's wet out. I can't find shelter and open wounds of wrong. No bandage can hinder the flood of my errant ways. Sirens should heed warning to the storm unleashes eccentric oversells every time I start. These distances are voids no arms can fathom to trace. You whisper needs that break and chasms deeply unrelenting. Interlock these failures with harsh overtures. Blame is abundant on shores far and wide. My tide withdrew into places absent of light. Out in the further, there's just vibrations of what's past. 
I feed on essence of catastrophe tapped, drunk, short breath, missing my own dying. Your lighthouse, dark mystic, running bad mojo and waves. Need is a festering cancer to devour all souls. I'm not floating in the quicksand we're facing, extinguishing my resilience under cracks and folds. This afterbirth of growing hate so cold, once I hurt the passion, sees love's warmth fading. Cracked on a carousel, a limp horse dreams are chasing. Distorted sounds, once known merriment, can't recoil faith. I'm beyond adjacent to severing this misery and pain. Once to die, moments of cut, cast thoughtless on cutscenes. Time, time was a virtue, but recently, even seconds are obscene. Gutted, chained, eyes wide shut to this matinee. Reason may one day boil over this kettle scorched black. One hopes to see the heat sanitize what's gone off track. I, though, am losing chance and preoccupying what's to be. Shadows are enveloping the skies, thunderbursts over you and me. And peace. Always passionate. Always strong. Fantastic. Yeah, it's you really get to hear the first one because I was on better than the last one. Though. I can hear, Sorry we about can that. hear it. We can hear it. You just really kind of, you, you faded out right there at the very end. But we can hear, we can hear you. Uh, all right, good. Uh, well, the, the end is supposed to be solemn, so I just must move it right well. I don't know. See, that's what happens when you have me on the phone for 45 minutes. I get stoned. <laughs> <laughs> There's a method to my madness. <laughs> yeah. All uh, right. Tonic for the soul. All right. <laughs> Sinister Spittle, S-B-I-T-A-L. Google that shit. Love you, Nyla. Take care. <laughs> Love you too, hon. Bye, sweetheart. <laughs> Ah, uh, that was him. And we adore him. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 609. 609, you're on the air. Well, good evening, Nana. How are you? This is Paul Sampson, a.k.a. Divine Inspiration. Hey, Paul, how are you doing, sweetheart? Pretty good, pretty good. How about yourself? Absolutely wonderful. And I am definitely in the mood for some divine inspiration. Uh-oh, well, I have to make sure that I don't disappoint then. <laughs> <laughs> you never do. <laughs> You're oh, here. It's good already. Oh, I, could, I, I got the invite. I said, I got to go. I got to go. I don't care what happens. And here I am. I made it. Thank God. <laughs> See, you are, the perfe- you are the perfect man. Thank you. I try. <laughs> <laughs> Not always successful, but I try. <laughs> What do you have so, for us? I have the first one. It's called Fear. It seems we are in the midst of a worldwide panic where we tremble at the very name, coronavirus, COVID-19. Now, ain't that whack? It seems we fear a lot of things these days. We fear illnesses, violence, and even death. We fear things that have no bearing on our eternal soul. And still, many would say religion. God and all that church stuff is just a waste of breath. Let me put it this way, then, just for argument's sake. Let's just say there was no heaven or eternity in a fiery lake. What would this world be like if we treated others the way we would like to be treated? Or didn't murder, cheat, lie, or steal? What if love governed our actions and reactions? Would that be such a bad idea? 
fear of spiders and falling from a high place, but don't fear falling from God's grace. We fear being unloved or all alone, but care less about having our sins erased. What if morals and values were the impetus driving us in life? Hmm. Sounds like the same lessons taught by Jesus Christ. It seems if we were really trying to allay our fears and phobias and apprehensions, then just maybe giving Jesus a chance and stop fearing his name being mentioned, we would finally realize joint life using his precepts would produce the blessed life of his original intention. You know, it's not too late to call upon that gift of retention. We need to tap into the God within ourselves and take heed to that still, small voice. It's not too late to turn to him and be free and rejoice. Fear of the coronavirus or anything else has no place within our lives. Our Father created the mountains, the seas, the earth, and the skies. In him, we have the promise that we shall never die. And sadly, many, many won't even try. Now that's something to fear, not corona. And peace. You know, I knew we were going to be hearing some good, strong pieces about what's going on in the world today. And uh, that was yeah. awesome. Thank you. You are and welcome. I had one more. Where, where are you? Don't hide from me now. <laughs> taking up time. Being <laughs> shy. Being all shy. <laughs> I found it. This one is a little different. It's called Lumped Up. Back in my younger days, we fought. You either got your butt beat or you, excuse me, you either beat butt or you got your butt kicked. But we lived to see another day. Man to man, hand to hand, was the way it was done, the old school way. Somewhere along the line, things got twisted. We began shooting and killing of our own. Thousands of our youth never to experience being grown. The seeds of Nubian genocide have sorrowly been sown. I long for the days when, worst case scenario, you got lumped up from some blows, but we lived and we were not dead. We threw hands, not bullets, by pumping lead. We manned up, lumped or got lumped up, you know. Our actions still allow our race to grow. We didn't jeopardize our race by removing a jewel from our world. We blocked where unknown wonders could have unfurled. We gypped our race, our children, the nation, and the planet on which we reside, not to mention the systemic poisoning of our physical and physical inside. We have to shake off the taint of Satan and the sin of this land. We have to return to being the pride of the great I am. And peace. Absolutely phenomenal. Divine oh, inspiration indeed. Thank you so much. I appreciate that from you guys. And thank you for some, a tidbit of advice you gave me on the last show I came through. When you told me what about, was I that? was speaking about, I was speaking about um, trying to discipline myself to writing an hour a day, and you told me, no, 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 that's too much because then you will be forcing it. Just you know, put ten minutes aside. If you go over, fine. If you don't, that's fine too. And it's been going so much smoother. And, and, and I like what I'm 
producing much better than that. So I don't think it's going to be long before that second book will be ready. Oh, Thank I'm so excited. <laughs> See, I, oh, I love that you actually listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you're the perfect man. You you listen to me. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. No, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. I'm going to find out if he's a perfect man right now. Okay, my eyes are closed. What color are my eyes? Hmm. Hazel. <laughs> uh, maybe they're they're like a copper brown. They're really really light brown. My dad used to always tease me and say that they uh, that I that was full of shit and low grade shit at that because my eyes were such a light <laughs> light gold brown color. <laughs> mm-hmm. But see, if you just, if you just sat there and said they look like they look like it looks like a champagne and copper cradles, you know, you'd have been right on, and okay. and uh, <laughs> then you would have been the perfect oh, man. Well. We, we we had to get you oh. back down and swell your head a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to get you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, great job tonight, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the platform. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, then. Oh, no doubt. Take care. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. All right. We have 252-903 and 757, followed by 216-419-219-85-585. Can't give you an idea where you are. All right. Next caller. Area go 252. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. Hey, it's Quay here. How's it going? Hi, how are you, sweetheart? It's going very good. It's good to hear from you. Doing very well. Doing very well. Doing very well. Awesome poetry today. Awesome. <clears throat> I have um, just one piece I'm going to share today. It's um, called Daddy's at the Door. Praying that Daddy doesn't come to the door and continue the vicious cycles from the nights before. See, to the daughter, the boogeyman, he's real. He's paying all the bills, and mama's lips are sealed. The girl's heart is filled with fear as shadows cross the door. Daddy hurt me. I'm tired of feeling sore. The doorknob turns slowly. Her heart is beating fast. She tried screaming before, but still he trusts past. Why won't my mama help me? Is it because she hates me? Because if she really loved me, she wouldn't let him rape me. Her eyes filled with tears as she told me her story. And I held her in my arms and told her not to. Worry, because daddy's at the door, but not the one you hate, the one who really loves you and will help you to escape. And if you let him in, you'll be alone no more. It's finally time to smile, because daddy's at the door. End poem. Oh, that was beautiful and clever and wonderful and tragic and so many different things. You know, such a hard, hard, rough 
rough topic, but then at the end, that that such a huge message of love. Very emotional piece. I, the line that got and stuck me, I think, the most was, uh, what was it? The bills are paid, so mama's lips are sealed. Mm, yeah. You know, mentally, I think that yeah. that would be a worse trespass than the other. Mm, wow. Yeah, pretty heavy. Yeah. It's pretty heavy. You know, it's one thing if no one knows, but when you know that they know, and it still happens. And it still happens, yeah. Yeah, that that's pretty heavy. That's pretty heavy. I was actually watching, um, this was a while ago, but I was watching, like, some skimming TV channels surfing, and um, there was this talk show, and this lady was kind of hinting at, at this type of storyline, you know, just kind of telling her, her life experience. And um, I kind of felt trapped in that moment with her, and I had to kind of write my way out of it. And um, and that's kind of how that came about. But it was, um, yeah, it was super heavy. It hits super heavy. At least it hit me pretty heavily. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad it helped. Absolutely, yeah. I, bet. I think that maybe, and this isn't something I've not said before, so it's not a big, I mean, it's probably, you've come, some of you have probably never heard this before, but I think that the reason that that, I, mean, I don't want to share that, I think the reason it really resounds with me is because like a lot of women, I had a real slap happy boyfriend in my past. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time uh, we were at a gas station and my car's tire was getting changed and he actually worked there. Um, and he was, he was fixing a tire for me. And things, I don't even remember what happened, but he ended up beating the shit out of me right there in that garage Mm. at that gas station. And I remember having what it was like having to, it was a big open bay, and then there was like this little, real super short hallway, like maybe five feet is all, and then the big area where the cast registers and stuff were. And I remember having to walk out of the back and down that hallway and out the door to my ride that was waiting knowing that everybody wow. that was standing there in the store or the, the guys that he worked with, the, you know, guys that I knew, I mean, these are people I'd known for a long time, knew what he just did and nobody came back there and nobody said a word to me when I walked out, you know, just the silence of it. And so when you read that piece, it really, you know, you read that piece about, well, you know, you said, you know, the bills are paid. So mama's lips are sealed. That's, I think that's why that hit me so hard is because, you know, having to walk past those people, knowing that they knew mm. was was worse than what he had done. And, you know, so wow. in that that situation that just really made that resonate, it was just really strong line. That's a great line. Awesome wow. job. No, thank you. Thank you. And um, I have a, um, if you YouTube Quay poetry, um, Daddy's at the Door uh, will pop up, and it's actually more like a cinematic visualization of that. Um, along with another poem that I have up there on YouTube, but you can find it up there under Quay Poetry. Um, and also, um, email address is quaypoetry at gmail.com. Well, do me a favor, take the link to your YouTube video and post it on my page. Oh, sure will. Once I figure out how to do it, sure will. <laughs> um, Just copy and paste <laughs> the link. You're good to go. Absolutely. But it's Quay, Q U A D E. Awesome. But, yeah, thank you so much. Well, I hope that you will come back next week and read. If you can't get a chance, we would love to uh, 
we love having you on. Thank you so much. If I, if I can, I just say you. Awesome. Thank you, sweetheart. Absolutely. You have a great day. You too. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you are our next caller. Hello, Nyla. Hey, sweetie. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing? Good. It's good to hear from you. You sound loud and clear tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I am loud and clear. I got. I actually got my speaker on the on the bottom of my phone this time, so not on the side. <laughs> that helps. That helps. Yeah. So I can actually hear. <laughs> so, so what's going on gone. with you? Uh, just uh, same old, same old. Uh, working, traveling, uh, still just living and writing. And I finally came to a conclusion that uh, it's a conscious choice for me to finally make that I need to start investing in myself and also that I should be kind to others no matter what situation I'm in because they could be having a worse day than me. Uh, I could rub them wrong. So I'm kind of working on that and still working on controlling my anger and enragement too, so that's really good. Thank you. But uh I've been writing here and there when I can and I'm still um my friend told me I should write uh add atmospheric uh building in my poems and I'm still working on my voice. I don't know what it is, so I'll just express myself as you already know. However, I want to. But, <laughs> yes, you do, yeah. and that's good. <laughs> that's right. Uh, call it unique, being unique and uh, diverse, right? Exactly. Well, I got uh, two poems, and this first one you'll you'll uh, probably get a kick out of it. It's question. It's a question poem, but uh, I will tell you. I'll tell you at the end. So I'd be surprised. But it's called Coronavirus is the first one. You ready? I am. All right. Coronavirus. Is it a real virus leading to a pandemic or is it a hoax? Was it created by the Chinese government as a biological chemical weapon to help annihilate everyone, including themselves? Did it magically appear in Wuhan Providence? Does the media fear monger it, making it worse than it actually is? Will it wipe us out, or will we overcome it like we have already done with other pandemics? Is it so bad that we all need to be fearful for our lives? Is it just a means to an end for a political ploy to attack our president? Is there a cure for it? Symptoms are almost flu-like, and are, and are doctors actually misdiagnosing flu patients because they are so similar? Will only washing your hands with soap and water prevent you from getting it? That's end peace. <laughs> I I don't think that that's end peace. I think that before you're done with that piece, I, I think it'll be a while before you're done with that piece. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's, there's well, you probably going to be at least a part two. Yeah, well, yeah, actually there is a part two. But <laughs> but uh, anyways, I, I, uh, I posted that in a lot of groups. I'm in 
I don't even know, like 30, maybe 60 groups on Facebook right now. And uh, a lot of people, I had a lot of people liked it, and a lot of people didn't. And I had this one guy, he told me that it was fake news and fake lies. And I'm like, this is a thought poem. It's to make you think. It's not based on any factual. <laughs> yeah, and I've but made he, that comment he, about your writing before, remember? Is that when yeah. you write, one of the things I really respect about it is it is almost like a facts list. You don't inject your own opinion. You always you always look at a subject, like I was talking at the beginning, you look at the subject with a thousand eyes, and you cover each of them. You know, so right. you don't biasly lean towards one opinion or another. So that's kind of that's a silly right. comment, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I just told him, I said, man, this is a thought poem. It's not a, you know, you take it as you will. But that was mm. just crazy. But uh, so I got a coronavirus joke that kind of is part two, I guess you could say that. So, all right. Coronav- uh, coronavirus joke. What did coronavirus say to its predecessor, pandemics? Man, I truly hope that I wipe out all humanity, and including every living thing, in order to not allow another pandemic to be man-made from a from a highly evolved and transmuted from animals to humans virus or bacteria to be wiped to wipe them all out. Isn't it funny how mankind has been flipping out? about me because their medias are fear-mongering them to death about me and how I am 10 times worse than SARS, MERS, bird flu, swine flu, influenza, pneumonia, bronchitis, bubonic plague, yellow death, green death, purple death, Corellia, smallpox, measles, shingles, cancers, common colds, and every other illnesses, illnesses that illness that kills them when I'm not as bad as they portray me to be. That's in peace. I just want to make some friends. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Let me hang out with you and your friends for a while. Yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. Great job, sweetheart. Thank you so much, and thanks for the platform. Uh, I I did donate 60 bucks to you, and uh, hopefully hopefully you guys reach your – your uh, donation plan, or I mean goal, sorry. I appreciate so. it. I was going to say that when you were done. I do want to thank you so much for donating to the show. I appreciate it. You know, I, I, it was going to be 2490 for the license to keep a three-hour, but I think that we're probably going to do the 12 for a two-hour show because that's just a lot of money. You know, but we have to do at least the, the 12, and, you know, Every little bit of time helps, and yeah, I saw you on there, and I just want to let you know. You know, I I know that it wasn't easy. It's not easy. None none of us want to give up any money right now. I know that wasn't easy for you. It wasn't easy for you know. It just I just want you to know that I really, really, honestly, and sincerely love and appreciate that beautiful thing that you did. It means a lot. It really means a lot to me. Thank you. You're welcome. And. uh Thanks for, thanks for having me. Sorry, I've been, I've been withdrawn and alienating myself, but I am working <laughs> and traveling though. So I'm not, I haven't been exposed to coronavirus. I'll just be safe. I do have bronchitis, and uh, I've had it since I was 18. 
and it actually stays dormant and it flares up whenever it wants to. Usually when the weather changes, spring or uh, winter is when I usually get it. So. Yeah. But well, just just yeah. stay stay healthy, be smart, have fun. All right. Hey, we're all, all gonna right, live great. and die sometime. You know, I as well enjoy it, right? <laughs> That's my point. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, all it's right. good to talk to you, and I'll try to be here next week. I just I've been extremely busy too, so sometimes the work late hours. I'm still doing landscaping and building maintenance, so. I know. Yeah, but I'm glad when I'll you can get be, here. I appreciate you, honey. Thank you. You're welcome, and uh, I'll talk to you next week if I can. All right, Eric. Okay, I'll talk honey, to you on thank you. Social media. Okay. You're welcome. All right, have a good night. Bye. Good night. Appreciate him so much. All right, next caller, 216. Oh, wait, wrong one. I unmuted the wrong one. All right, 216, you're on the air, followed by 419, by the way. 216, are you with me? Yes, I am. How you doing, sweetheart? I'm glad to be here. I was frantic, frantic yesterday, looking high and low, going all over the place. And it was Wednesday. It wasn't Thursday. I'm like, why is Nyla not here? Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm isolated in this place. I'm bored. I'm like, I'm going stir-crazy. Um, it's crazy, and I didn't even know what day it was. I probably, I surely thought it was Thursday until my son called me that night, later on that night. He said, um, we're coming over tomorrow. Are you guys under quarantine there? Well, we're like told not to go out unless we have to, and then we can't have but one visitor in the building at a time. Wow. One visitor per day. I got a I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow and I got a phone call and we're doing a phone appointment. I can't even go into my doctor's. So my doctor's gonna call me on the yes, phone. I'm, we're gonna have yeah, an appointment over the phone. Yeah, they're doing that. And um so much weird stuff, you know. It's just like my grandson came over to bring me something to eat, you know, I'm like, What is that bag you're carrying in your hand? Like Take and throw it away. It came from outside. <laughs> He's like, this is your food, Grandma. You know, people okay. have to be smart and not panic. And I'm going to say this for a minute, so you all just have to hang on. You know, there's one thing, you know, a lot of what I've heard tonight in the pieces have been read about this is talking about the media, is the, the media fear-mongering. And, of course, the media is fear-mongering in a big, big way. You know, boring does not sell well, no, papers. No, boring I- is not good for ratings. So... What I can't understand, you know, these people just running out and hoarding water. There's nothing about this virus that's going to keep you from turning on your faucet, people. So unless there's a no, medical reason, you have to have bottled water. You know, the virus cannot no, live in lead. water. It's lead in this, in this water that we have in Cleveland. They just made a big announcement. It's I'm talking like all over the country. Now. I go into the grocery store right now, and there's just nothing there. You know, nothing. Maybe where you are, crazy. don't trust the water. Well, people don't no, it's because it. it's because, because it's of this stuff. virus thing going on. It's because of the virus thing. I went no, into the grocery store the and there's nothing. Nyla, you got to remember where you are. It might be good water, but in the urban inner cities like Flint, Michigan, Cleveland, Ohio, places like that, there's yeah. lead in the water. 
and is making our children brain dead. We have had so many murders. Oh, I, okay, I, I understand that. I'm just talking about, like, okay, I'm in Oregon where water is pure and beautiful and clear, and people are, right. are going into the stores and buying out all the water because they're scared. There's nothing about the virus that's going to keep you from turning on your faucet. The virus cannot live on yeah, any surface for longer than like three hours, metal a little bit longer than that. But, you know, it's, and it's not something that's going to, that can live in the water. It can't live outside of a human host or a live host. Okay. I did, I did a you program know. on this yesterday. I'll send you, I'll send you the replay. You can just look on my okay. page and get the replay. I did, we did a program on it yesterday. There are some things you can do and some things you shouldn't worry about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, send me that link. There's a different in different locations that you're living in, everything is different, so you can't judge one area by the next area. But anyway, this coronavirus and the lead in the water and all the things that are happening at the same time is causing people, like you said, to go crazy. And they're doing things that normally human beings wouldn't do. But the one that mm-hmm. took me to the peak of really just being so angry, I didn't know how to control myself, was when they jumped on and beat this 92-year-old man. So this piece I'm going to do is an apparition poem, and it's called Hi, I'm 92. Hi. I am 92. I have lived through a lot, from depression to recession, from flu varieties and Ebola, SARS and polio, HIV and more, praises to the Lord, daily he reassured. Yes, I have endured outdoor toilets, indoor plumbing, a well from which to drink my water. Hi, I am 92. That day you saw me, I was alone. I have outlived my children and my peers. People usually ignore me because I am just an old man, an old man that drives on my own. I use the bathroom on my own, and I also walk, shop, and use ATM machines on my own. I have survived many wars and escaped lynch mobs. Why then did you come and decide to take my car and my life? Hi, son, who looks like me. I am 92, and you look 15. God has spared me, and why couldn't you? Easy, weak, old prey, you needed a car. I would have given you the keys. My insurance was paid. My last thoughts were if God gave me longevity and good health, why couldn't you have shown me mercy? You did not have to club my head and knock me down, oh, heartless boy. I would have traded my life for your future. I was tired. But now your retribution has been entangled with my karma and God's will. I, who was healthy yet weary, was willing to do another day upon this planet called Earth. You let the forces of greed, hunger, and vanity 
and or fear allow you to give in to cowardice? I was 92. Wow. Mama, did you leave? All right. Her call. We'll see if she gets called back in. Now that she's talking, you know, about that piece. To me, it's like, you know, every time we lose the elderly, it's like the Library of Alexandria being burned. She was talking about the, you know, that man, 92 years old. Think about, you know, just medically how things have changed. The difference between how they pulled teeth when he was a kid and now. You know, the, the understandings of diseases, the difference between then and now. You know, the, the wealth of knowledge sitting down and talking to someone like that has to share firsthand experience. I never trust what I read in history books. You know, history is written by those who have something to benefit, hide, or gain in its telling. That's why I think, you know, as poets, I think that's why we're so important is to, you know, for us to be able to share the words of the common man because those are where the truth comes from. I'm going to go ahead and bring Mama back on. Mama, are you there? Yes. Okay. I'm here. You got disconnected. Okay, well, here we go. I'm just going to finish it up because I think people are following along. You show me no mercy. You you did not have to club my head and knock me down, oh heartless boy. I would have traded my life for you. I was tired, but now your retribution has been entangled with my karma and God's will. I who was healthy healthy yet weary was willing to do another day upon this planet called Earth. But you let the forces of greed, hunger, and vanity, and or fear allow you to give in to cowardice. I was 92. Not much I could do against you and two others. I regret that you allowed Satan to use you. I hope you get to be 92 years old on planet Earth and remember me every day. For who God blessed, let no man curse. Absolutely beautiful piece. And you're going to have to listen back to the show right at the hour and 40-minute mark uh, and uh, listen to the comments I made while you were off the air. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I I think that was a phenomenal piece. And the, the message in it, you know, the stupid, senseless, you know, the, the value of what was lost. You know, some people just see an old man, but that isn't what it was. It it was. Well, it was an apparition form, so some kind of way. That's I think that's what he was thinking. He was put his head. Mm-hmm. I'm not going yeah. to. Oh, I'm not going to say, oh, he, his spirit came to me, but for some reason, that's what I wrote. <laughs> just, you know. So I'm going to do one piece to get out the way. Contaminated planet. This is on the the coronavirus called Contaminated Planet. Well, it was all like that. Well, hell. I mean, 14 days in 14 days. I mean, hell. 
it was all like that. Well, <laughs> 14 days and 14 more days, never through. Don't touch nothing or anything. The cycle never done. Oops, spray your shoes. Leave them outdoors in the sun. Cycle never done. Uh, those Muslims were right. Ladies, cover your faces. Men and women pray five times a day. Eat healthily. Wash your hands very often or end up in a coffin. If it's all like that, well, hell. The virus clean to metal and is waiting to kill. Spray, throw away, clean the crime scene. Spray, throw away again and again. Who is that dry coughing in the midst? Who is sneezing on the scene? It's just a matter of time that no one's left but the bereft. A matter of time. A matter of how much time is left. Left. On this contaminated planet. Is evil winning? All hell done broke loose, colloquially speaking. Y'all said they're allowing evil to win. There's a fungus among us, and it's not a virus. Fear of being without facilities makes for a hoarding humanity. Coronavirus, well, it was really all like that. The media makes people scared and dizzy and full of fear on a sanitizer frenzy. Well, we're all doomed to be consumed 14 days and 14 days and don't touch nothing or anything. Uh-huh. Those Muslims were right. Ladies, cover your faces. Men and women pray five times a day. Eat healthily. Wash hands very often. Many lives gone, gone, but children are still in cages. Trillions spent on war, wars, and walls. Oops, is evil winning? Oops, is evil winning? Karma is retribution for the morally decaying system. Now, we allow health insurance to be skimpy. Rapists sit upon supreme benches. Evil sits in offices on royal seats while soldiers and health care workers are in the trenches. Christians of shame helped to cripple the lame as they made America wicked again. Cover your face. Pray five times a day. Eat healthy. Wash hands as often as you can. It's a matter of time. There'll be no time left. Oops. Is evil winning? All hell then broke loose. We see the Antichrist at large. The righteous took no charge. Well, hell, 14 days and 14 days don't touch nothing. Jackasses have accesses to our common senses and intellect. We see the Antichrist at large, and the righteous took no charge. Earthlings, you did not. Watch it spread from China to Canada. 
in such a crisis. They come out to play, to change America's DNA with those silly hats. Mockingly, they say, take America back from the grassroots, make America greatly wicked again. There is a fungus among us, and it's not the virus. Plan A. To make a virus cocktail and to kill off young seniors entitled no longer to a life of longevity, they now get brevity as to pay forward their social security unspent, put it back into the pockets of the government. It's just a matter of time left on this contaminated planet. We see the Antichrist at large and the righteous took no charge, and now the end is here, too little, too late. Hello, concocted coronavirus. Goodbye, life as we knew it. In peace. Wow. That was pretty dang powerful, Mama. (laughs) Thank you, baby. Thank you. The, The truth rules. You know that, right? Of course I know that, yeah. It does. You know, that's why I say, you know, that the way you would write about what's going on in the world right now is completely different than the way someone in politics would write about what's going on in the world right now. And who do you think is going to be more accurate? Who's going to tell the truth? A poet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Amazing yeah, piece. Gonna... Mama, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm Vicki Aqua on Facebook. I'm Vicki Aqua. On Poetry Soup, I'm Vicki Aqua on um, Speakeasy Cafe on Thursday, 8 o'clock. So what are you doing tonight, Mama? I'm going to go find me another poetry show because I'm bored. I'm in the house. I can't go nowhere. I washed my hands 15 times already. Um, <laughs> and I'm going I'm I'm to spray, and I'm going to clean my fingernails out so I can touch my face. Okay, Mama. <laughs> I love you, sweetheart. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Everybody loves mama. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 757757. You're on the air. Hey, it's Tamika Barnett. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm fine. Just been over here trying to um, pull my poem back into my head. That's why I got out. That's why I got out the line. I said, "Oh, I'm not ready yet." And I think she said I was next after this person. So I was like, "Let me get on out and try to figure it out and figure out what I'm gonna say for the second poem if there's time." So. Mhm. So how are things going on in your part of the country? Oh. um... <laughs> It's not funny, but it is uh, just kind of, it's weird. It's like I just keep up with it on TV. I I still go outside at least once a day, sometimes twice a day, Um, just even if it's just to get the mail or something. You can't let trash and stuff like that pile up, and you never walk outside (laughs) or do anything like that. Um, But it's been... Some things going on down here it's, It was four cases in Virginia Beach Just about 45 minutes From where I live And 
a, a few other cases somewhere called James City and another one somewhere else um, in a neighboring city. So um, they've been doing like drive through, like the drive through, drive up uh, testing and stuff, but only for people that got symptoms and things like that um, in three locations, and then they cut it off. Today they started Tuesday and cut it off today because they about to run out and said so they don't have enough stuff here, enough tests and things here. So and people are buying up toilet paper and they have. I went to the store a couple days ago and all that stuff. So I went to the store a couple days ago. I wanted to get some corned beef and cabbage for St. Patrick's Day and make my daddy's corned beef and cabbage. Right that I've done every single year. I've, I can't remember never having my daddy's corned beef and cabbage on St. Patrick's Day. Mm. And so I went to the store to get some. I haven't been in the store in about three weeks because I'm, you know, I, I don't like doing stuff like that. So I do a bunch of it at once and then I don't have to, you know, I don't have to, I'm busy. I'm doing something. I don't want to go to the store. So, but it was the first time I'd been there and I walked in and the produce section was empty. There was not one bag of potatoes, not one bag of onions, not one sack of apples. There was nothing. It was completely empty. And then walking down the bread aisle, there was like maybe one loaf. There was, all the shelves were empty except for maybe one loaf of rye bread, some dark brown bread. The meat counters were completely empty. It was like somebody had come in and robbed the store of everything or they were going out of business type of thing. I have never seen anything like that in my life. There was no pet food. No, the the paper section was completely, you know, it was crazy. It was just crazy. So I, I bought a pack of a uh, case of ramen noodles and I went home. That's that's my emergency food. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, did your palm come back yet? Oh, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, I just, I've been trying to deal with it a lot, like what they're asking people to do, but also just trying to find natural things as well. So, it's like, and I ran up on mint being antiviral and antibacterial, so I got green tea with mint in it, and some other things so it's like okay maybe I'll be alright I'm sure I will so <laughs> it's like okay mm-hmm. I just don't want to get caught up too much in the panic although I do sometimes I catch myself and have to pull myself back but anyway like stop getting caught up I have it. been fine until I went to the grocery store and I'll, I'll admit that got me I didn't just get a bag of ram- case of ramen noodles you know, by the way, I, I, that's just a joke. You know, I got more stuff than that. But I, I found myself at the end of my, and when I went to leave, the, I was I was walking around putting stuff back on the shelves. It's like, what in the hell am I doing? Why? I don't need this stuff. This is nuts. You know, because walking through the grocery store, seeing that was such so emo, such an emotional shock to me that, that I started throwing anything I'd find in my cart. But I don't even like V8. <laughs> Get that out of my cart. I'm thinking, you know, if I'm if if I that I I could live on a V eight a day type of mentality. It was crazy. So all right, go ahead. I want to hear your palm love. Okay. Um this one is called Her African Heart. Oh, you gave a, a t- 
two, three weeks back, you gave a poetry prompt about her bohemian heart. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I just changed it to African. So, But um, here it goes. Um, her African heart. Her African heart beats like a broken CD, scattered and smooth. She keeps one track of a knowing that her tire feet rest on the shoulders of giants. Her African heart beats like time. Each tick and tock tells of her story, of each tear that has dropped. Her African heart beats like movement, like a swiftness. There have been parts of her that have been torn away, and she had to be the one to pick up the pieces and try to mend herself back together again. Her African heart beats again and again in peace. That was awesome. You know, and that's a perfect example. When I give out those prompts and I say they can either be the title of a line in or the general concept of, so you changed a word. You changed Bohemian to African. So that means that, that it's in the concept of that, that prompt. So that's a perfect example of what I mean when I say that. And it was a great piece. I loved it. Well, thank you. And I You're welcome. Have one, I have another one um, called Shooting Stars in a Feather. Stars burst, only a few at a time, shooting across the sky. Which one shall I grab and keep forever? Here's a feather for you, said the bird that stood where I stood, but left far before I got to that part of the sidewalk. Which star shall I grab and keep forever in peace? Which one shall I grab and keep forever? You know, I love that. I love the infinite possibilities of what you could grab for. I love that whole message of that. That was awesome. Oh, thank you. You're welcome, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, you doing all right? You and your peeps. Doing all right, yep. Good. I'm perfectly fine not going out. I've got my art studio here. I work from home right now and so every, everything's good for me <laughs> you know if, if I get up and go it's going to be up into the mountains in fact um, Saturday as a matter of fact I am going up to Bohemia Mountain to look at a gold mine an actual gold mine like a tunnel mine hard rock mine um, oh. that I'm looking at staking a claim on and so I could have a gold mine. I'm gonna. I want. I want a gold mine for the summer. That's my goal this year, so I can go see what it's like. You know how I talk about doing new things you've never done. That can. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. That's that's my new surprising thing is I'm going to go. So I'm going up there Saturday, and I'm thinking, you know, worst case scenario, I can go live on my gold claim for the summer. You know, and be perfectly content. <laughs> Oh, I will not have to worry about it. I'll eat, I'll eat pine cones, you know. <laughs> Climb trees and eat okay. robin's eggs. I don't know. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> uh, yeah, but everything's awesome. 
And it's nice, isn't it nice? Because, you know, even a lot of us are going to be shut in, we can still be here. You know, we still get this community time with each other, you know, and something that really feeds our souls. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. It's it's just interesting how things are and how things were before and how things are now um, with texting and being on the internet and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, you go places and you do things just not thinking about everything that you have right before you that is just easily there at your grasp and then but there's still some social distancing as they're calling it there and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they say you can't go hit here and you can't go here and you can't go there and stay away from here and stay away from there so you know everybody's well versed already in how to distance themselves which is like what I heard y'all speaking earlier oh Right before I tell people how to find me, I do have to say this. I don't know who, I think her name was Lydia Cook, who was a poet earlier. She mentioned Evening with Delilah. I remember that show. <laughs> do you? Do I sound like her? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, a little she, bit. That's what she said. She, thinks, she said, every time I hear you, it makes me think of her. So I'm, I'm going to have to Google it. But, yeah, it was a really good show and really good song. She was really big on playing love songs and stuff like that, but um, and romance and stuff, and she would take calls from people and requests and things like that. But, yeah, I remember that show. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm old, too, because I remember, <laughs> I remember that show. Well, <laughs> I, it's not that I'm that young. That. I'm probably just too old to remember it now as my problem. <laughs> I mean, to me, it don't feel like it was that long ago, but in a way, you know, I, it, I guess it is. But, yeah, I remember that because I could get it on the local station in Roanoke and in Danville when I lived there. So that's so interesting. She would mention that. So, But, um, yeah, you can find me on Facebook, Tamiko, T-A-M-E-K-O, Barnett with the E on the end, and um, Poetry Soup dot com <laughs> forward slash me forward slash T A M E K O one three. So that's <laughs> it. It's other places too. You just like Timbook two dot com, you just Google me and something might come up for poetry, so Awesome. Fantastic job, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Oh thank you. Same here. Thank you, Tamiko. Alright. All righty. So our next caller is going to come from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Hey, Nala. How you doing? This is Brother O. here from me, Chicago. Hi, Brother O. How you doing, honey? I'm good. Just uh, just uh, taking this uh, corona thing in stride. So, yeah, I've been, been holed up. Hold up at home since uh, Saturday, and uh, I'm handling it pretty well. I understand why. Yeah, people are acting like it's such a horrible thing. Oh my God! You know, to me, I can't understand the whole economics. How the economics is is going to work? You know, you tell someone you're forcing them to stay home for a month, and non-essential businesses are closed. You know what that's going to do to the economy? That's kind of scary. But the actual fact of people having to stay home. You know, when did we get so reliant on outward stimulus 
or stimuli, stimuli that we can't entertain ourselves. You know, exactly. it's like these little my 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 two year old granddaughter sits there with an uh, a tablet. She got a tablet for Christmas at two, mm-hmm. and she can whip through that thing. She does stuff on that that I don't know. You know, yeah. and just watching her sitting there, you know, playing with this tablet, and I'm thinking, God, you know, and and you try to pull them away from those, you know, and this is just kids or people, you know, you try to pull them away from electronics, and there's just this panic. You know, where I remember yeah. when I was a kid running around outside, you know, the, the the morning I woke up, the screen door slammed, and I was gone. You know, I lived with the, mm. my, the house back, the forest. I was just gone. You know, and when it, the sun started to go down, I knew it was time to go home. And, right. you know, I I lived in I completely in my own little world when I was a kid. And... I just, to me, you know, if someone said, hey, you had to stay home for for a week, it would be like heaven. You know, people are acting like it's this most horrible thing. You know, a whole week yeah. home with your kids? Are you kidding me? A week home with your kids? How right. amazing would that be? I used to, when my kids were in school, I used to go in and tell, I'd show up at the school, you know, I'd end up with an afternoon off or something like that. I'd show up at the school and say, my dentist just called. He had three appointments open up. I need to take all three of my boys out of school so they can go to the dentist. Right. And I would get my kids out of school, and then we'd go play hooky for the rest of the day together. We would go to the mall or we would go to the park or something like that, you know. And to mm-hmm. me, those, you know, I don't know. People are complaining about it. I don't get it. Right. You know, paint something. Play, relax, breathe. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. What are you going to read for us? Oh, I got this poem called Don't Rush Into a Relationship Let It Develop Naturally. My dear brothers and sisters who are listening live to the Speakeasy Cafe, if it don't fit, don't force it. You must use both wisdom and discernment to who you choose as your potential boyfriend or girlfriend with extreme care because you were not created to be with every man or every woman. My twist on it is don't rush into a relationship. Let it develop naturally. If it is God's will for you to be in a relationship, he'll let you know. As one of my favorite songs by Diana Ross and Supremes goes, You Can't Hurry Love. See, most of us, including myself, have, had, have made some of the greatest mistakes in our lives by rushing to relationships that result in turning pure disasters. We currently live in a culture where it's commonplace and fashionable to rush, rush, rush into relationships based upon strong physical attractions as opposed to taking our time and truly getting to know the brother and sister first based on establishing a friendship built on a spiritual foundation in these wild and crazy times. A complete background check on someone is most definitely in order. My dear brothers and sisters, whatever happened in long conversations on the phone is that's problems. Exchanging instant messages or sending text messages back and forth or Send the right love letters. Whatever happens to taking a long drive on the highway, taking long walks in the park, or going out and enjoying each other's company. We're so quick to engage, engage in casual sex without knowing a brother or sister's sexual history. Physical attraction is very 
wear off. Now, what else besides that you have building cultivated thriving relationships? Whatever happened to me and your potential companions, families, and friends, they can tell you about that person in full detail. No afraid to investigate and ask questions. If you are entertaining the idea of pursuing a relationship with a brother or sister with children, my suggestion to you is including by taking them out on family outings and spend time with them for an entire day because it comes as a package deal, period. Every strong relationship and marriage start off as a strong friendship. The key foundations are trust, commitment, love, mutual respect. Without God needs agreeing in it, it will all come crumbling down like a building with a weak foundation during an earthquake. My dear brothers and sisters, sisters, as I stated before, the game of love is a marathon race that requires you to run with patience. Build a friendship first, then let the relationship develop naturally. One of my deepest regrets in life, Digging with the head below my waist instead of the head above my waist. My attempts to compensate for the constant rejection I endured in order to compete for one's attention. Now, brother, what is your advice on allowing relationships to develop naturally? See, so find out if you're compatible with each other. Find out where you share some of the interests. Find out where you share some of the goals. Communicate. That was incredible. That was awesome. All right, my dear brother O, do you want to do me a favor and have tell people how to find you? <clears throat> oh, again, everybody. This is my brother, medical professor, Porchy. You can find me on Facebook under the name of my brother O'Gavin. And uh, I'll be working a lot of new material and, uh, and I'm working currently working on a on a, a book of testimonial poetry called Brothers Testimonials of God's Healing and Restoration. And uh, as always, I appreciate your support every week on the Speakeasy Cafe. Well, we appreciate you, sweetheart. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> bye, bye, honey, brother. Oh. I think I'm having some issues with the lines. I'm not sure. So let's let's see if we can get 419 on. 419, are you with me? Yes, I am, Miss Nyla. How am I you? coming through okay or am I breaking up? I, I can hear you. Um, some of the callers I heard breakups on their end. Like it sounded weird because I could hear you clear, but I couldn't hear on their end. So I don't know what it's actually okay. what it is. <laughs> I think our phones have viruses too. They're not immune. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, no, no, don't tell me I can't get on the phone. Actually, you know, I hate talking on the phone. I, I do, I do not like talking on the phone at all. You know, I do it for a living. <laughs> with, with the exception, there's a couple of people that I talk to where I call them, and they can talk for three hours straight without me having to say a word. And so when I know I've got a task to do, or I've, I've got something to do where I can keep busy, that's when I'll call them. You know, and then I'll just set the phone down and I'll work on what I'm working on and listen and, and you know, just, just let them talk. And it's awesome. 
If I had to talk, <laughs> if like I had that. to carry on a conversation like that for three hours, it would be really hard. Except for once a week when I'm here with you guys, this is perfect. This is my quota. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I never knew that about you. I know my mom is. She's a talker so bad, and um, I know exactly what you're saying because I'll call her while I'm doing dishes or something, you know, to keep my mind on the conversation, mm-hmm. but at least doing things because I'm a hands person. I need to do, mm-hmm. you know, physical. So yeah, but I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm not one of those people. I like to listen. It's like, you know, but once in a while I'll start talking about something and I'll just, you know, because when I'm on the phone with you guys, but usually no, not at all. Oh. I guess it's just because I feel so relaxed with you guys. All right, what you have for us tonight, babe? Okay, um, so I like a lot of people and the show is awesome. I love it. I love the, the one about the girl and the, and the father and the rape scenario. I That was just the most powerful piece that I heard. Um, tonight, mm-hmm. it struck my mind because it was so like well done and what an awesome I'm glad the guy shared that because it touched a chord in my heart um, so I wrote like the coronavirus like other people did too and I've written three of them so far but, but tonight I'm going to share our diligent duty our ultimate fight coronavirus 2019 the severity of our plight okay so I know who I am oh I didn't tell people either I'm Shelly Gambino I don't know if they know that I'm sorry there there you go. I know who I am, right? <laughs> exactly. I thought that was part of the segue. <laughs> no, I, well, because usually you say that now I said it first and I didn't, and that's why I'm so... Okay, I know who I am. I know what I stand for. I do not have to seek approval from others to feel good about myself. Some like me, some may not. I only let, a few, let in a few and cherish the ones I got. I determine my future. It's my dreams that I seek. I have made it this far even when life felt bleak. I have been up, I have been down. Some days I smile, some days I wear a frown. I have shed tears and I have laughed till I cried, living the life I choose in my self-imposed reclusivity. Setting myself apart from most I do not understand. I never felt I fit in. I stand alone. If life were a road, mine would be coined lonesome highway. I have loved, I have lost, and I have been found, no matter life's cost. To have the opportunity to love again, oh, what it does to my heart. I have traveled many roads and to the many places I have been. I would have done it all over again. For I have truly lived my life, sometimes walking the line, sometimes living on the edge. But all in all, I still know who I am. Some people take me with sugar. Others may garnish me with salt. Life has its own way of working itself out. Be kind to your brothers. Be kind to your friends. Love one another up until the end. Making wrongs right, finding truth in the blindness of light. No matter what the world brings, I remain a small, insignificant part. When I do love, I love with my whole heart. I am loyal and dedicated. I live my life unmedicated. Nature being my vaccine, to be outside among the beauty, oh, the magnificent scene. I have witnessed with thine eyes, crying at the beauty of some places. So immaculate they took my breath away. Don't ever feel ashamed to live in the moment. Learn to live just for the day. A priceless lesson I learned along my way. Another is to be thankful for something every single day. It has been a gift just to be alive and a blessing to know the angels in my life. Life is a composition of paths. We choose, we lead, we follow, we decide. Ultimately, it's our own lives. Fabrics woven, friendships entwine, forever to be blessed with all the friends of mine. If perhaps tomorrow may never come, it is my pertinent prayer that you all must know 
just how much I appreciate you so. For your friendship and for your time, I am so honored to have met you and so glad you were a friend of mine. I will never forget each and every one of you. Our paths have been crossed with ample reason, foreseen or unforeseen. Either way, I'm so blessed to know all of you. My heart, it receives many. I give, never looking to receive. I love with reckless abandon in this world full of greed, now in dires of need. Time will tell, lives turned upside down, living in a nightmare, someone wake me up from this hell. Keeping in perspective, I'm a realist by nature, praying for the light, for you and for me and for the world, the people. Praying for all those souls all lost already to this tragedy. While some have children still destined to hang on tightly to what was once the American dream. And the many more still yet to come. Times on earth are definitely a-changing. In a world that we once knew, praying for this tragedy to surpass us. For the world to win this war, this fight. Wishing the end will be soon and near as time and time to go by fast. To put this in the past. To rebuild where we must. To, to come together as a nation and to our people to put in our trust. I am afraid that this will not be possible in a world filled with so much hate. Life is light. Darkness is hell. The virus is spreading alarmingly enough. Life will get better, but not before it gets real tough. This is a testament to mankind, how to treat our sisters and our brothers in need. Lend a hand whenever you can. Help someone who needs it. Spread the love one person at a time. We are all in this together. We are the people. Survival is instinctual in all of us. But please, to not let it fill our heads, to act selfish and such. Play your part no matter the role. We need to get this pandemic of epic proportions under control. Be a friend, show respect, love one another. Be kind, be brave, stay positive. We will win this. We have to. Hold on tight. Talk to your loved ones. Redeem yourself if necessary. Give thanks and count your blessings. This is not in our hands. I still know who I am, no matter the outcome, never to lose insight of myself. And at the end, I just wrote, my name is Shelley Marie. I was born to write poetry that comes from my heart. Tonight, I wrote this piece of the mixed emotions of the COVID-19. We are in peril. This is a war. We are all the soldiers in battle. Let's not lose this fight. May God bless you all and stay safe and healthy. God bless you and your families. Everyone is in my thoughts and constant prayers the whole wide world over. Love to you all. That was and phenomenal. That was phenomenal. Thank you. You are so welcome. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've written a couple others that make me cry, so I just wrote that tonight, actually. But thank you for letting me share it on your show. You're very welcome. You are so welcome. And I hope everybody... I hope everybody stays healthy and do what, the best we can do for each other. I know. We really have to. You know, maybe this will teach yep. us community again. Right, right. I mean, it has to at some point. I mean, we're all in it together. <laughs> There's no discrimination in it, so exactly. Mm -mm. And I just keep praying because it just seems like it's getting worse. But, you know, you stay positive like you with your grocery store story because I was listening and – you know, it freaks me out, too, when you start seeing the things. And the worst thing is when you go to your work and you see it etched on your boss's face and you know that you're in fear, but you can't see yourself. But when you see that in others, that's when it comes out more. And yeah, everybody just needs to 
take a deep breath and refresh and, like, you know, be thankful for what we have and have blessings and pray for those, you know, that are going through this now and those that will eventually. So, yep. Phenomenal. Sometimes I can just sit okay. back and just let you go. You're one of those people I'll just let go and listen to for hours. Really? I could, I could do that, yeah. <laughs> Aw. Well, that's like, that's cool. Thank you for saying. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I posted on my... I posted on my poetical intrigue site, um, you know, and I, I just tried to, one of the things that really, like, in my life um, meant something to me is the term, um, you know, love your fellow man. Do everything for your fellow man. And that struck me so much when, you know, someone I knew used to say that all the time, and you can't have it be more prevalent in what's going on today. You know, I agree. no matter what we decide to do, at the end of the day, and I just rather have love override hatred. So, I agree. All right, sweetheart, fantastic job tonight. Thank you for sharing such a strong message with us, and I just love you dearly. Stay safe. You know, wear rubber gloves, don't touch your face, and you should be fine. Exactly, exactly, and keep your spatial distance, you know. You know, I'm just keep glad when this will be all, all be over and I can randomly run up to strangers and lick them in the face again. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, Nyla, when I wrote that poem, uh, I had so much emotion in it because I had a fever the other day. And I'm telling myself, what if it was me going through all this? What are the things that I want to leave to the world? And that's what I came up with because it scares you because you have no idea. But luckily, it was 99.2. It went down. But that doesn't mean I'm immune because nobody's immune. Uh, two more people in my county where I live got it. There was more people. And every day it's like multiplying, multiplying, and multiplying. So like in Italy alone, 427 people from Wednesday to Thursday died. That's how fast it's spreading. You know, so if people don't understand how fast it, you know, I, I referenced it earlier, but Google mm-hmm. a penny doubling, a penny doubling. A penny doubling, you know, and a, okay. A penny doubling, and that will kind of illustrate numerically how fast something like this could grow. Or if you, any of you have ever been in a coliseum, I was in a coliseum one time where they, uh, they took all the lights, turned the lights completely off, and one person lit a candle, and then that person lit another person's candle, and that person lit another person's candle, and it just started to spread, and it started out so slow. But then when it got so far, all of a sudden, it, it's like it just exploded. You know, it went so fa- It was just going fast, and it was crazy. And, you know, so <laughs> there's a lot of things that we'll poke fun at and stuff. But I really think that, you know, just being smart, you know, it's not going to kill us to spend a little bit of time at home. You know, oh, this right. thing doesn't think, have that long of a lifespan. You know, once it once it, once it <laughs> you know, it takes two. You can have this. You can have the virus for up to two weeks before you get sick. So if everyone just stayed away for, I mean, two weeks, three weeks of our life, that's why they're, you know, them doing this for a month, whatever it is, you know, this, this yeah. you know, stay-at-home stuff. To me, it's like, you know, it, it's smart. You know, that's yeah, I how think, I think that's it the is smartest a, way to stop this virus is to let it die. There are people, there are people working every day to try to find a cure, and God bless those people too, because they probably mm-hmm. don't get any sleep. You know, and I do appreciate everybody like in their hands and and 
Yeah, I get that, too, and it's scary because when you go to Myers, I stood in line for like an hour and a half yesterday. I had people in front of me and people behind me. When I walked out, I didn't feel good. And it's like, you know, it was maybe the psychosomatic. We go through psychosomatic stuff because all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, I got this, now I have that because so much is going on in the world that it's not uncommon for us to feel that way as humans. You know, that you know you've heard the saying where you've, you've heard the saying where they say it takes a village to raise a child, right? Yes. Yep, and it does. I yes, always I extend that saying, and I always say it takes a village to raise the child that slays the dragon. Oh. So wow. when that when that dragon is slayed and the whole community is safe, it wasn't that one individual yep. that did it. It's every person. It takes a village yep. to raise the child that slays the dragon. So if you don't wow. think you can make a difference, you're wrong. Every single one of us makes a difference in what's happening. And if we would all oh, say, yeah. I'll understand the concept of, you know, just, just wait it out, let it die, let it kill, it would be gone. Right. You know, it would be done. We, we, we would hope, yep. But we're, we're too wow. much of a microwave generation. Fast, 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 got to have it out now, can't sit still, you know, instant gratification, can't wait. I love the magnitude of the powerful of, of your words, like analogizing to a dragon, because what's more tougher than that, that breathes fire, and I just, mm-hmm. I just love your analogy. I just think that's awesome. I just really do, and it, it just goes a step further from the village. It just, oh my gosh, I love that, Nyla. <laughs> that's awesome. I've never that's heard a, that's that. actually a, it's, a, it's a line of a poem that I wrote, but it just, I mean, but it's something that I Aww. said before. I, I mean, it's something I've always said before I even used it in a poem, Um but it does, and I, you know, I was actually at one point I was actually thinking about thinking about getting that put on bumper stickers, <laughs> there you, or T-shirts or anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's awesome. It's, I mean, it's just it's amazing. It's just the, the magnitude of just thought, the magnitude of thought in hearing that, and then in visual. I'm a, I'm a visual. I have imagination, so I can actually see that happening. But all these people standing behind the one little kid that's doing it, and wow, just mm-hmm. what a tremendous thing. And then you get so much back in rewards because it's not one person. It's everybody taking in, in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sharing in the glory of him doing that. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. If right, we well, would I just realize that we had more control over our reality. You know, we have right. control over this. We do. Right. Right. If each person it, would understand pass. their place in the whole. Yeah. Right. It All right, Dylan. It's going to take time, but it'll pass. Yep. Good hearing from you and tonight. Appreciate you. <laughs> yes, I, exactly. I love you. You have a good night, and thank you very much, dear. <laughs> we'll talk to you Appreciate soon, you. sweetie. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Yep, love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So I want to let area codes 346, 407, and 702 know that you guys are not in the lineup. So 346, 407, and 702. If any of the three of you would like to come on the air, press 1. Okay, now we've got 407 and 702. So 407, 7, okay, now we have 407. 407, if you want to come on the air, press 1 if you're here listening and hanging out. I love you. Appreciate you being here. And uh, if you change your mind, press 1. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code 346. 346, are you with me? Yeah, I think so. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Well, because I was changing devices, and and I thought I had pressed 
one, and apparently I didn't. Um, so anyway, guess what? It's Amelia T. Davis calling from I, Houston, Texas. I knew that, but I am really glad that you're a good girl and introduce yourself. Yes, I'm always a good girl. But, you know, you guys are just cracking me up because um, I, you know, because I do not know how to drive. I do not have a driver's license. I do not have a vehicle, which means I pretty much spend 365 days of the year inside my apartment behind four walls and never get to visit with people except when I'm here on the Internet. And so um, people saying, oh, I'm going crazy. I have been going crazy for multiple years. And um, so now you guys all know how I feel. And I'm also an extremely clean person. So all of these various things that they're telling people to do, I've been doing for decades. Yet people (laughs) said I was crazy for doing them. So now who really is crazy? Anyway, (laughs) um, now after... After boasting on myself, um, I thought, you know, um, I'd I'd uh, written some pieces some time back, and I thought they might be apropos uh, given what's going on right now. And, I, you know, the man who did the thing about the sexual assault, he was fantastic, but Mama O just killed it. She was absolutely amazing. You know, her pen always drips with golden ink. Um, I just had to say that. All right, so without further ado, my first piece, are we doing one or two? You can do two. Okay, so my first piece is called Have You Noticed? In the ancient days of Noah, the world had turned evil. Immoral acts committed daily throughout the world. Acts of homosexuality, bestiality, murder, rape sacrifices to other gods mankind had lost its way god's anger burned against it all his heart broken that his children would sin so immeasurably his choice was to clean the earth of all sin yet one man one family was pure they lived as was commanded by the father loving his child This man we call Noah, he spared with the ship to take them to safety when the water rose. My point is, has anyone looked at life in the world today? All that was condemned then is now happening. God gave his only begotten son so that we may live. How much more do you believe God's wrath will be? The Bible tells of fire from the sky coming down onto us. We now know of meteorites that can cause fires and destruction, or even atom bombs that rain fire upon the people. People, please turn away from your sin today. Free your soul. Come to know the true living God. He is a stern father, but full of love as well. Forgiving is his heart. Allow him into yours. Allow the light to burn bright for love of humankind. Give to the needy. Seek therapy for your traumas. Don't pass them along 
to another. Faithful are the angels he sends to help prepare your way. Forgive as you want him to forgive you. Let anger and hate to fall away from your being. Stay positive and light another's way. Let us all pull together to keep God's wrath from humankind. Love, 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 forgive, forgive, forgive. Soul Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. Absolutely beautiful. And And your second one? And consider that I wrote that many years ago, and then look at what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very contemporary. Uh, um, and a matter of fact, I was talking to somebody actually today, and I don't know if you remember, but I did a piece, again, many years ago called The Republicans, and I was showing it to them, and they're like, oh, wow, you wrote this in, like, 2013, I'm like, yeah, way before, um, you know, what what has uh, been, uh, you know, going on with 45. Okay, um, so this piece is called Death. I wrote this, um, I think, about a year or two ago, but it's called Death, just simply Death. <clears throat> we all have an expiration date stamped upon our souls sooner or later. We shall return to the dirt we all sprang forth from. What we do in the middle is what will determine where we spend eternity at. I have a different take on death and coping with it than most people. Maybe that's because I lost most of my family members before I turned 18. I wasn't allowed to go to any of their funerals. I never got to process their death in a traditional way. I know many over the last several years have been passing away. Some have been a result of long, drawn-out illnesses and others very fast and unexpected. Yet, we have to always keep in mind, nothing is permanent in life. Nothing, including life itself so when we lose our loved ones let us try to celebrate the love that they gave us the time we spent together instead of grieving their loss instead of drowning in despair because they have gone our day is coming soon enough prepare yourselves now the wrongs you have committed apologize Call someone and tell them just what they mean to you, how valuable people are in your life. Stop and take some time out of your schedule and give back. Mentor a child. Donate to a charity. Go read to an elderly person. Do things that make improvements in people's lives. Give your total life to Jesus, every aspect of your life. Turn it over to God. Allow the Holy Spirit to cleanse your house called your soul. Life truly isn't about the things you possess or the amount of your paycheck. 
who your mate is or what your successfulness is. It's about the interpersonal relationships we have. Death is about the next phase, hopefully going on to another plane, beautiful and magnificent. Life is about who we have touched in a small or large way, but that we touch people in a positive way. Are they better off having had us come into their lives for a moment or a lifetime? So that at your funeral, people will have great memories of the different ways you have touched their lives. For the most part, we are scared of death. We want to deny it will ever happen to us or our loved ones. Yet, it is a ever-present danger in our lives. Life is so fleeting. Accept it and change your direction now while you still have time. Allow your loved ones to move on to the next phase instead of being so fearful, so clingy. It's a natural transition. Allow it to flow. Peace with death. Because sooner or later, he is coming for you, your friends, your family. Live your best life now. Follow the Bible's path for your life. Be ready. Just be ready. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. Absolutely beautiful, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much you coming on here tonight and reading and sharing. Thank you. You're ever so welcome. Much love, darling, and um, continued uh, blessings for the show. And um, much love to all the poets and keeping everybody in prayer for their health and their safety. See you next week, darling. Hopefully. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. Great job tonight, honey. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 702. 702, you're on the air. I want to let area code 902 know that you are not in the lineup. If you want to come on 902, press 1. If you're just listening, thank you for being here. All right, 702, are you with me? I'm with you. Hi, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? I'm very well. Yourself? I am good. It's good to hear from you. Introduce yourself to everyone, please. Okay, my name is Misi, and it's been quite a while since I've um, uh, uh, called in on a poetry show, but um, here today I got your invite on Facebook, and so I was like, yeah, that's something to do while we're in the house. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) We get to hang out together, and I don't have to breathe on you, right? This is perfect. Uh, I'm glad you're here, sweetheart. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit what's going on with you, and tell us a little bit about you, what's going on with you, and what you brought for us tonight. Oh, what's going on with me? Well, I'm just, um, I'm here with my, uh, my sister. She's out injured from work, and so we have this coronavirus thing going on or whatever. I don't think I'm so much worried about that, 
but I just, you know, except for the people who are, you know, going through it. But um, I've just been trying to figure some stuff out, and I just, this morning, I was taking my sister to the doctor and saying, well, I haven't written poem a poem in a while, and so I got a whole bunch of um, journals today at the store, and I said, oh, yeah, I, I need to write again. And I like to write freehand so because it gets that, what is it, the, the right side of the brain working, the left side? See, you guys, I've been saying this for years. Now someone else finally confirms what I've been telling you. Your brain writes differently. You think differently mm-hmm. when you use pen and paper as opposed to something backlit. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Have my children. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for saying that. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So I was listening to the guy earlier. I don't remember his name, but he, he wrote about Daddy's Home. And I was deciding about which poem I wanted to do. And I I have a poem that I wrote a couple of years back. And um, it's actually about my mother who passed in uh, 2014. And I just really had a hard time dealing with that emotionally because I was my, well, that wasn't the whole reason, but I was my mother's stepfather's child. So my mother was uh, molested by her stepdad, and I was that um I guess the outcome of that. And um, so my mother and I had a, a rough relationship. But when when she passed, I didn't care about any of that anymore. I just, you know, I just really wanted to let her know, you know, I wanted to let her know that I forgave her for whatever. And, you know, I just wanted to be around her again. Even though I know she's still here spiritually, it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, get on <laughs> I I understand exactly what you're saying. I understand. Okay. So this first poem is called uh, How to Sound Out a Dandelion's Roar. I think my mother had a hard time forgiving me for being born. Maybe my presence rattled a few bones in her closet or conjured up too many memories. For a long time, I had a hard time forgiving her for not forgiving me. And it, t- and it felt like some kind of explicit content warning I hoped I read wrong when I tried to listen to songs play in and out of her eyes. Maybe I reminded her of the familiar, stranger yet, a, fragr- a fragrance she needed to forget. I don't think she hated me, but when I amble through my mind, I am beside myself, gazing through muted moods and pretentious portraits. Sometimes my thoughts scream, Streams of stifled things, steam billows inside those thoughts. And I live in a fog. And I live trying to blurt out a buried love. I can feel the thing, but it cannot feel me. And it has no concept of who I am like me. I do recognize some emotions. They are but simple words like love, fear, pain, faith, and they live in a brain with a body and bones that rattle in a closet too. And I live inside the first 48, years of misinterpreted breaths within a chest, rising and falling and whirring around, back and forth, picking up pieces. 
and I live all filled up like a vacuum. I say God with my voice pressing up against gentleness and lifting me out of a last-minute calm and washing over my spirit. Sometimes God is just like a brief response to lingering questions in my upper room. Sometimes answers are still vacant, and my thoughts are one long spiraling staircase that I stumble up and down. I recite and rephrase the same questions like a prosecutor with a hostile witness called to trial. I think I think my mother had a hard time forgiving me for being born. And for a long time, I had a hard time forgiving her for not forgiving me. But if she were here today, I would say, it's okay. I forgive you anyway. And I wish I had set aside some time to tell her, but I let pride rob me of my wish. And now this is how I sound out the thunder of a dandelion's roar in my overgrown garden. Wow. That was a pretty amazingly profound. Thank you. You're you're a fantastic writer and the imagery that you use, you know, I talk a lot about in the in the assignments and stuff that I give out, you know, take take a thought and dissect it into as many different pieces as you can and get away from the knee jerk reaction responses and dig deeper to look for something more powerful. And you know, throughout your entire piece, the imagery that you used was surprising, was fresh, was different. And it's a really good example of what I talk about when I say dissect a thought down into the unexpected. It was just, it was a great thing to hear. And, and you know, on a personal level, you know, just the whole emotion in it, it was written really well. I have a really hard thing that I'm going through with my mom. And I have my whole life as well. Kind of the same, not the same situation, but... Um, you know, kind of the same emotional makeup of it. Um, and I haven't quite gotten there where you were in that poem yet. And it kind of makes me think that maybe I better. Well, it took maybe me a I long better. time. Yeah, it took me a long time. But I, I, I want to say everything happens in its own time, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Oh, awesome! Awesome job reading that, sweetheart. Thank you. I have one more. Please, yes. Sure. And this one is called "Those Not So Temporary Moments." Recalling you, sad-eyed smile stories, scented rare gold, and tone that carried your blues. Thoughts ricocheting between past nightmare of open-ended dreams, days fading into nostalgia, we fond of being there and letting go indefinitely. And that's it. Fantastic. I am so glad that you called. I Please try to call in more often. I will. To hear more of your work. Just, I think you're fantastic, so thank you. Thank you so very much. I think you're fantastic. Oh, group hug. All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Okay. Oh, make sure tell everyone again how to find you. Facebook. Oh. I'm at face on Facebook, notably Nisi, and I'm on WordPress, notably Nisi dot WordPress. Awesomeness. All right, you guys go check her out and we will talk to you next weekend. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and bring on area code nine oh two. Nine oh two, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. It's uh, Bauka. It's been a long time since I've been on the show. It has um, been. I saw you in the chat room. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was so excited. Yeah, well, I do appreciate that you continue to invite me. I do sit in uh, from time to time. But this is like I got home from a double shift of work, and I went, okay, I uh, no, I have to get up for another one tomorrow, but it's worth it to spend uh, a few <laughs> minutes with. Well, some of the poems tonight were pretty amazing, too. Uh, so it was a treat. <laughs> oh, it's so good. To, it's so good to hear your voice. I can't even tell you. Uh, well, I'm glad that you feel that way. Uh, it was, it's nice listening to your voice, too. It's quite a variety of people that you have on the show, and that is a strength uh, and it's very interesting. Um, I'm locked away in Backwoods, Nova Scotia. For a while there, I thought they were preventing phone calls from going across the border now. But uh, I got through, and <laughs> I finally figured out what to do. Um, so I have a, a few short poems, because mostly I write short poems, uh, because mostly uh, they publish short poems, I guess. Um, uh, my first book, did well, and the same publisher wanted more, so they gave me a, a four-volume uh, contract, and two of those are out so far, all short poems. And I started writing short poems because I wanted to learn to write quickly. I never really intended to be a short poem guy or anything. Uh, in fact, you know, I've been hearing interesting discussions tonight about, you know, what it is to write poetry and uh, left brain and right brain stuff. I'm not sure that there's a physical location for those things. Sometimes I think it's spiritual locations. And um, I do know that I do a lot of writing by hand, and I agree. And it comes from whatever the right side is, that place where you intuitively connect to some level of the universe that is more... Uh, it's grander and greater and more far-reaching than anything you just see with your eyes and hear with your ears. And uh, then you sit down and you do have a, a lit screen and you go back to the other side of the brain and you go, okay, let's refine this thing until it makes some kind of sense. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a, like, go back and forth and give and take on that whole process. And, of course, I'm trying to be the greatest poet that ever lived, despite uh, the ubiquity of Shakespeare. I guess he'll always be the greatest poet that ever lived. I don't know. But um, so I try to do something exceptional, and yet at the same time, um, I try to be real. And I try to say something that's worth saying. And I try to say it in a way nobody said it. And, yeah, I have a desire for greatness and a desire to be real. And sometimes those may be incompatible. And who knows (laughs) if I even have that greatness to begin with. 
But uh, anyway, um, if I can, I have like just three short poems I picked out. Uh, if I can read them for you. Please, yes. All right. Everybody else is a lot longer than me, but okay. So here's number one. There's much, much that outlives us. Turtles, whales, water, air and stone, name a few, but they don't know you. And I have outlived you now by more than a year, and yet I am none of those things. But I will ever remember your name. So that's the first one. I wrote that after my brother died. And wow. I was sitting here thinking, oh, well, I don't have all these dead people to write about, but this is a dead person poem, so there you go. <clears throat> so number two is it's slightly more whimsical. Uh, it's about uh, shucking oysters, actually. Uh, <laughs> okay. and a few hints of Alice falling down uh, her rabbit hole, but... Uh, Great tears run your eyes as you sit on a rock emptying shells. They glisten down in shards and discards. Mollusks laughs clattering down to their sacrifice. But you know how they love you. So that's that one. (laughs) I love it. All right. And this one is just riding on a train. Uh, The seat across from me is empty even of dreams. And then I cannot sleep. But then you arrive, accoutred with garments consumed by the sound of fading strings. And yet cruel blood roses mire the clay following your every step. In the end, I am bound to your love and coerced by your grief. So there is my contribution for the evening. Absolutely beautiful. I am so glad you called in. I can't even tell you. Well, you just did. Well, not well enough. Okay. That's all right. I forgive you. It must be the COVID <laughs> virus holding you back. I just, you know, I've been a fan of yours for a long time. I mean, we've known each other for quite a while, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. And I just... I Since just, I started writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I don't even remember what year uh, it was. Do you remember what year it was? Um yeah, it was about um, 2012. I had gotten to the point where I couldn't do visual art anymore because of the arthritis of my hands, and I took up poetry. Mm-hmm. So it That's wasn't amazing. very long after that that I found you on, uh, uh, I forget what this yeah, Blog Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I'm really so glad it was a... Uh... Go ahead. What's that? Sorry. I was just going to say it was my, you know, first and worst. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, And a best day for me. Okay. Um, I I am grateful for your show, and I'm grateful that you take the time out to include me in your invitations. Uh, I did want to say that, and you are, you know, you stick to it. You're still here. That's a long time for this kind of thing, for sure. Fourteen. We're on our fourteenth year. Yeah, there you go. So I've been here almost as long as you. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I guess fourteenth year. I guess I'm six years, so half as long as you. <laughs> but still, it's impressive. Okay, it's, it's I know. It's been a fun ride. Um, All right, tell everyone how to find you. Oh, um, I'm mostly on Twitter. Um, 
at Weird. It's spelled W-Y-R-D-E. Most of my poems have been there at one time or another, and then sometimes I rewrite them and put them back. Uh, And on Facebook, Bauke Kampstra. Uh, There's not too many of us. B-A-U-K-E, first name, K-A-M-S-T-R-A, the last name. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Try to call in more often if you can, okay? I would love it. I will. It's All right, baby. We'll oh, I know. Have a good one. <laughs> you too, sweetheart. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go ahead and grab. We have two callers left, ten minutes left on the show. Let's get area code 585. 585, you're with me. Well, hello. My name is Doug Curry. How are you? Hey, Doug. In by the, the skin of your teeth again, I see. No, I, actually, I've been here for quite a while. I finally got around to me, but I got a chance to hear a lot of good stuff. A lot of interesting things. Um, you know, everybody's talking about uh, the virus, the virus, the virus. And um, I can say this about it. I think because of the circumstance of the virus, it caused me to face death or at least mortality. I recall thinking about the fact People are dying from this, and I've never been involved in uh, a, a random act of violence, uh, a car accident. You know, I've never been involved in a mass shooting, but other people have. And they didn't expect this to happen to them, and they were, you know, going about the normal course of their affairs and wound up not being here anymore. Why is it that the law averages doesn't close in sooner or later? Something happens to me, and I I just have this feeling that there's no good reason that as a rational person I should give myself why this virus is going to miss me. Okay, I'm special, but I'm not so singular that everything that goes through our, our human existence somehow misses me. And um, so as it turns out, I realized that I had kind of faced death down in that I thought about, wow, I wonder if my ex-wife is still on my, uh, my 401k as a beneficiary. I would have changed that. And I thought about, uh, I better straighten my house because I get sick and someone has to come and help me. It shouldn't look like it looked with me just living here with the dog and the cat. <laughs> so, but the act, the act of being afraid of old oh, me never occurred. That is a, is, is a natural life process. Is what it seems. This show tonight, I've heard some interesting things. If you, if you go to history books, uh, they look for answers. And I think if you really think about it, you might go to history books to look for questions. The first question being, who is this writer? Why did he write what he wrote from the vantage point he wrote it from? Who, who and what does he represent? And where does his writing take me from here? Um, that was my immediate thought when I heard you say that. Uh, listen to Mama's poem. I don't know how this sounds to her or anyone, but the, almost the most fortunate thing was she got cut off. And I almost wish the poem had ended right there. She talked about this old man who survived all these things in life. And the last thing she said before she got cut off, she said, I'm, I'm 92. You damn fool. I went through all this in life, and you're going to kill me over some bullshit. I'm 92. And, and she's cut off. I know, right? right? 
And I don't think it, I don't think quite honestly what came after that surpassed that punctuation. Anyway, I don't write about things in the moment because every time I ever did, when I look back on it, because of not having all the contemporary information, I look back on it and said, you yeah, asked, this was going on and this was going on, and you didn't even mention those things, and they would have changed your whole perspective. So I'd rather not add my voice to the clamor of things that are true and not true at a given moment because of being incomplete. But I have other stuff for us here. Uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I was uh, featured as a poet, featured uh, reader, and we concentrated because of my other activity on blues. In the poem, I didn't get to read called Not Today. Not today. It's already too late. I slipped and fell coming out of the gate. Not today, as the last tear dries. When will I ever see with clear, dry eyes? Some other time I'll awake anew with a thought of something that's not about you. Maybe then I'll gain my relief and rebuild my heart piece by piece. But not today, I thought of you. As sure as the sun in the morning do awaken me from my fitful sleep, calling out your name, not counting sheep. Not this morn, so I yearn for night. Try once more with all my might to speak and awake, not in this mind, with you no longer on my mind. With no more tears, no more heartburn, my funny smile will make its return. My day is coming and it will be great. Only not today, it's already too late and long. Damn. Absolutely phenomenal. Are you there? Kind of cap. Yeah, it kind of okay. captures an idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you go through whatever you go through when you're unhappy about something, you mm-hmm. do look for one thing you you look for the one thing and say, damn, yesterday I didn't even think about that. But you look for that mm-hmm. it's kind of a day thing. You know, the minute you think about it you you defeat it today. Yeah. One day you wake up. You know, yesterday I was so busy I didn't even think about her or it or him or whatever it was. I didn't even think yeah. about it. You know, and so you're on the road to recover. Not today. Not today. Uh, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic, sweetheart. I have uh, this thing called light beams, which I may have done here before. Light beams. Tiny crystalline orbs above our heads. They hover at a safe distance. We are met with a deafening peal, echoing off of everything it touches, as nothing has ever done before. Blinded by bursts of lightning, all colors reflected in each ray that we cannot that we cannot focus or define, depth or height or width or length. All our senses awry and meaningless. We are no longer a danger however much a surprise we may be to them who never ventured this far, who never imagined our habitation, are astonished by our crudity and frailty and poem. Absolutely fantastic. Both pieces so strong. 
I am really glad that you were here tonight. I'm glad that you hung on <laughs> and we're able to get on. I, actually, it's, it's never a hanging on. I mean, you know, there's time, there's long stretches when I don't get a chance to be here because of other things. And I'm always glad to be here. I know that's the thing anyone who's been absent should say coming in the door, but it's true. <laughs> I'm always glad to be here to hear you and your voice and your handling of this whole hosting of the show is marvelous. Also, to hear the poets that, you know, I've become familiar with from this and other internet radio shows, it's always a pleasure to hear them and to hear their reactions, although not necessarily given mine to current events. And it's, it's a great it's a great time to be here. Um, here's a point I like to make, though. Here I read a poem, kind of a blue poem about somebody being heartbroken, you know, and then a kind of a sci-fi poem. What that has to do, what that has to do with, you know, what everybody else is going through. And I'm so glad there's certain things I learned in life. Winston Churchill said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And when it looked like the we're going to bomb England right off the face of the map. He said, never give up, never give up, never give up. And if you're not going to give up, then you have no reason to show fear. You have no reason to live in fear. You don't have the right. You don't have, you don't have the right. Because in not doing what you should do, you endanger everyone who depends on you. Mm-hmm. So that's my piece on why when, when when the buildings fell in New York City, you're supposed to go home and have dinner with your family and be glad that they're all there. You know, you yeah. can't cower. You can't act like, oh, this is the end of the It's not the end of the world. It might be the end of our, our little time on it. But believe me, the earth will continue if you know, when we're no longer here, we'll not be the end of the world. Whoever's idea that is, they need to really go back and consider the arrogance of that. Mm-hmm. It was here before we started. It'll be here when we're gone. So the only thing that we can really do is the most and best and prudent and kindest thing that we can while we're here. And part of that is being here. My name is Doug Curry, and I can be found on Facebook under my name, Doug Curry. Um, I have a separate page for my radio program, Blacks and Blues. Blacks and Blues comes on the radio on Friday. I think we're in our 38th year. Um, Friday, 9 o'clock Eastern Time at org. I'm on Saturday night at 10 o'clock Central Time out of Chicago. I'm going to catch up with Brother O next time I'm in Chicago. But uh, 10 o'clock Central Time, Blacks and Blues for one hour at WCB.org. And, of course, I get here for Thursday night and even hang in there, as you put it, as long as I can, as often as I can. Perfect. Just just when you said that I had it, this, the screen popped up and it was like squirrel. My brain just left. Whoosh, gone. <laughs> All right, Doug, I love you so much, sweetheart. I'm glad you were here, and I cannot wait to hear from you next week. Okay, sweetheart. Take care. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Good night, baby. Good night. All right, and our last caller for the evening, area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hey, Mello. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? 
I'm good. How are you? I am doing awesome. It is so good to hear from you. It's great to be here. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to do one that, that I've done before. I haven't done it for a while. Um, it's in my book. It's called uh, Message from a Black Man. I'm a black man. Look deep into my eyes, and you will see the reflection of my heritage. Like the Nile, it runs deep. It seems endless like infinity. You will see that I have been Pharaoh, king, tribal chief, warrior. And I can be ferocious like the lion or passive like the lamb. You will see that I have built temples greater than the Python, created civilizations and destroyed worlds. I was a strength of Shaka Zulu, the fear of Genghis Khan, and the determination of Gandhi. I have orchestrated rebellions and organized revolutions. I was a slave, but never to submission. I would never allow my spirit to be broken. I have instilled in me the philosophies of Nat Turner, Marcus Garvey, Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, and Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Above all odds, I have survived all atrocities that have been inflicted upon me. I could be love. I could be hope. I could be peace. I strike back. I'm a black man. Look deep into my eyes. And you will see the reflection of my heritage. So be careful how you treat me. End poem. I love that. You know, I the whole concept of the whole behind the eyes thing. Uh-huh. You know, we people only know us as well as we let them know us. And they only know the things about us that we allow them to know. So no two people right. know us exactly the same. You know, mm-hmm. but I love that, you know, you know what I know about you, but yeah. look behind the yeah. eyes. Don't don't underestimate this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the truth always is in the eyes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, well, you know, I was, I was a mental health therapist. So I always look people in the eyes when I talk to them. I look right in their eyes. Makes a lot of people uncomfortable, doesn't it? Yes. Mhm. Yep. All right, my sweetheart. Go ahead. But yeah, but there's a reason for that. There's Tell me. When, when people are uncomfortable, there's a reason for it. Yeah. But there could be a lot of reasons, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That would make a good prompt. (laughs) What? That would be a good prompt, that concept. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why someone doesn't look in someone's eyes, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm writing that down. It would. Okay. Just in case I can work a prompt out of it. You never know. Yeah. What I do. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go ahead. My name, my name is Melvin Johnson. Um, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube uh, under that name. Awesome. And I want to thank you, too, for not only helping sponsor the show last year, but helping uh, made a contribution to help sponsor the show for our 2020 season. Just appreciate you so much. Thank you, honey. Thank you. 
It's my pleasure. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, All right, sweetheart. Okay, I'll try to make it next week. Please do. Please, yes. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Melvin. All right, you guys, make sure you go over and check him out. He is amazing. Melvin Douglas Johnson. All right, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe, Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank everybody for being here tonight. We are going to close the show with a piece by Neil Hildrum, and it is called Me But Happy. Good night, everybody. Stay safe. All right, this poem's brand new and really stupid. I would like to thank you personally for always making me feel like I'm the king of the Pope of the whole world. When I'm around you, it's like I'm full of electricity, but in a cool way that's possibly giving me a boner. I want to thank you for making all the love songs mean something again. Now, when Sam Smith comes on the radio, I still roll my eyes, but I do it while air humping. The best part of being in love with you is that I never have to brush my teeth, but gosh darn do I want to. You're the best thing that's happened to me since I was, like, born. You make me want to do pointless, actually dumb things, like learning to play the flute or voting. Oh, my God, I'm just kidding. I have to leave that line. Oh, my God, you have to fucking vote. Okay. All right. Okay. In the list of things I love about you, maybe the second or third entry is the way you turn my awful days into awful days with cheeseburgers. Have you ever smashed your face into a whole bunch of cool, wet sand? You should, because that's pretty much what it's like to hang out with you. I've never made out with Jesus, but I imagine that's kind of like holding your hand. If I had rickets, it'd be okay, because I'd have rickets with you. I would like to thank you for never, not once, not ever making fun of me for crying while I watched the same scene from Parks and Rec for the 25th time. I want to thank you for letting me fall in love with you and then decide to start a pop-punk band. I want to thank you for listening to all the mixes I've made you and at least pretending you sort of like them. I always try to be, like, cool and stuff, but it's hard to act like I don't care when you're so pretty all the goddamn time. The new way to say I love you is to just ram our foreheads together. We can't... (laughs) It's true. (laughs) We can't really be sad if we're both sad in the same place, right? I want to thank you for wanting to be me, but wanting me to be me, but happy. I don't know why we're both here, but since we are, let's make out until we're dead. (laughs) Before I met you, I wanted to be dead all the time. I still do because of the, you know, mental illness, but now that you're here, I don't want to want to die anymore. If you were a breakfast cereal, you'd be called Reason to Wake Up O's. Sure. (laughs) Sure. There are probably infinite dimensions, but I'm with you in this one, so why would I try to find them? (laughs) 